I ain't got time for a sucker that won't check me. I ain't got time for a bitch that won't neck me. My lifestyle is like my man from Dos Equis, so I could leave out of the club with Dos Beckys. Polo shine bright on a starry night. We could go shopping and make this a Barney's night. When you niggas couldn't cop like Barney Fife, my closet looked like I'm best friends with Ronnie Feig. They tried to give me a slice, but I wanted more. Damon Stoudemire jersey in the Jordan 4s. A bitch with a fat ass and a waist small and red hair braided looked like thread on a baseball. The powers in my hat that make me write like that. My steps ordered by Virgil, I'm like Mighty Max. My brother died in the water, but he was fighting back. I wrote him a letter apologizing, he ain't write me back. I've been through hard times, I don't God's turf. It's Two things I would never do on God's earth. Number one is sit down and write a whack verse. And number two is take white women to black church. One life to live, trying to make the most of it. Dinner date with Rachel Oysterfish, eating oyster fish. So don't be surprised if I don't stop to greet you. I'd rather be in Masuhisu out of Machu Picchu. Money, power, and respect. Y'all gonna die for that. You gonna die for it, nigga, when you lie for it. I don't respect that shit. I don't respect that shit. Cause I was good with all three for the green, like Sean Respite, bitch. Bree, polo, polo shorty, big motherfucking logo, catching plays podcast, nigga. What's happening? You dig that? Boy. Damn. What the fuck? What that shit do, man? man, man. And by the way, that was Bree Polo, man. Like that, you know, that's me. That's you. That's me. That's, you know what that, I'm saying? Them is bars, bro. I and, fuck with that shit. And real quick, I just want to explain. I ain't going to explain everything today, money. I just want to explain one thing. If y'all ever seen the show Mighty Max, he wear a fitted hat. It gives him the power to teleport. So the power is in the hat. Uh-huh. So I said the power is in my hat to make me write like that. Right? Mm. He traveled with a foul. Who tells him where to go and what to do? His name is Virgil. His steps are ordered by Virgil. Right. I said my steps are ordered by Virgil. I'm talking about kicks. Right. I'm talking about right. Virgil Ablo. I'm talking about off-white kicks. So when I say my steps ordered by Virgil, I'm like Mighty Mac. I'm saying that I'm wearing off-white kicks. Uh, I just want to explain the ball. I know y'all don't y'all don't follow this, man. I mean, you know, a lot of people don't. I want to break down though. I gotta break down the balls because a lot of people won't really get it. But um, money. What that shit do, man? Yeah, man. Them, I, them was bars. I like that. I still like that 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 part when you was like uh some some red braid. She looking like play, a baseball ball, or man. <laughs> That's beautiful. Hey, that shit was dope. This bro. is real lyricism. You, you can rap, man. man. And, and shout out to everybody in Michigan State and Sean Respite, man. Yeah, That's man. what's up. Go yeah, ahead, man. Money. Hey, look. We uh we've been on the road, man. We've been on the road. It's last crazy, episodes, man. Bro. It's crazy to like be back home base, yeah, man, man, because we've been on the road heavy the last two weeks. We had to take our show on the road. I like to show the fan base that we could like pack our bags yeah. and, 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 and take the show on the road, man, and go out to the people and reach out. Exactly, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. I like that shit, man. That, that, that shit's cool as fuck, man. Um, we, we, we did our first collaboration with the Herside yeah. podcast. Shout to Jay. Shout to Lo. 
Janelle Lauren. Absolutely. Um, we had fun doing that, right? Yeah, that was very fun. We talked a lot of shit. That with, was with that was like ladies, the funnest uh, episode that I think I've had. They were they were um they were super cool, man. Really sweet yeah. girls, and uh, it was great to do the pod with them. Yeah. And uh, we we were at a great venue. Absolutely. Um, so you know, shout out to them for being able to set that up for us. And, yeah, man. Uh, hopefully, y'all guys checked out the visuals, but it it was super dope. And yeah. uh, we had some good dialogue, you know. A lot of people used to us talking our shit from the guy side, yeah. so now we we had an opportunity to hear what the girls got to say, Absolutely. you know. And I still sat there and debunked a lot of what they were saying, Imani. I still had to break it down, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It'd be like, oh, mm. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. But it was it was good to have that face to face dialogue. So, away, man. Shout, shout out to out them, to them, man. Hey, shout out to the Yodis too, man. Man, shout out to shout the Yodis, man. Um, that was a real episode. Good you know dudes, I mean? man. And um, they they dropped some game, man. They did. They dropped game, and yeah, they did. Uh, they it was did. it was dope, man. And I, I love they come up, man. I I I, I witnessed it, you know, what yeah. I'm saying firsthand, and uh, it, it's beautiful, man. Them dudes went from just you know doing doing their thing yeah. to literally being at the Made of America Festival performing in front of I don't know how many fifteen thousand people, or how many people was out there, man. Uh-huh. It's incredible. That's very dope. inspirational for myself. Absolutely. And I think anybody else that's trying to pursue music or whatever you're trying to pursue. Yeah, just seeing them, man. That that shit just kind of it motivates you. It kind of makes you just want to like, man, you know what? Like, you can do this shit. You know what I mean? As long as you don't quit because you know they've been rapping for years. Years, man. It, years. And sometimes it takes that long, man. But, you know, when your time comes, you, you you better be ready. You got to be ready. Saying? Exactly. And that's exactly. why I want, you know, it's about being prepared for whatever. If somebody tell me right now, Bree, you got to go on stage and do five minutes of comedy, mm-hmm. I can go do it right exactly. now. Exactly. You got to Somebody say, Bree, we need, you know, <laughs> we need 300 bars right now. Yeah. I can give it. Yeah, Somebody say, you need to sit down and do a podcast episode right now. I can do it. I can do it, you know, <laughs> but it's about being prepared. So I, I just encourage everybody, man, if your moment ain't right now, you need to be acting as if it is yeah. your moment and it's right around the corner each and every day of your life because one day it, it, the time is going to come and you're going to have to be prepared. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, man, let's get into this shit, man. We got to, I'm going I'm to I'm set, set the vibe real quick, man. Y'all probably forgot about this shit though, man, but this is for the ladies right here listening. This is for y'all, man. Yeah. It's for the ladies though, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know how this catch and play shit do, man. You know how we do. Bet they be like, I know we tired of the nightlife. He want a wife, he just looking for the right type. Yeah, right. I be riding through the city lights. My hat bent, getting high behind the lag tent. I'm chilling with Brazilian women, having accents. They black friends translating, got them all ass naked, ass chasing, have relations with a minute. Place that shit, boy. It's that shit, man. When you got a little bad one in the car with you, you play this shit on the way to the, uh, you feel me? It's when you smoothing out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. On the way home. <laughs> I think this is on the way home. This this for the ride home. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I know y'all finna fuck. Um, hand on the inner thigh. Hell yeah, exactly. She gonna love you for this shit. Yeah. Let me let this. Let me let this verse up. Let's hook. Yeah. This shit got me ready to get on some bullshit. Yeah, yeah, man. So I had, you know, I had to set the tone real quick, man. Catching plays, catching plays podcast. Hey, make sure y'all subscribe. 
Make sure y'all like Comment Whatever the fuck it is Wherever y'all listening to this shit man Tell people about this Share it You know what I'm saying Tap into our uh, our Instagram The email Whatever It's catching place Podcast At gmail.com Tap in with us for real. We need to hear that. We need to hear some feedback and some, you know, some suggestions of topics and all type of shit. So please do that, and we will for sure reach out in return. So, bless. Thank you. Bless. Bless. How, how was your uh, How was your weekend, money? Shit, man, my shit was cool. Um, I went to this everyday people event. Um, okay. Yeah, and that, that shit was straight. Layardine. Yeah, when I first got there, oh yeah, yeah, that's the name of it. Yeah, right. But uh, when we first got there, it was um, it was a lot of like no offense to the LBGD. L, how do you what's the LB LGBTQ LGBTQ community community? Um, but there was a lot of gay guys in there. Okay. Um, I felt a little uncomfortable at first, mm-hmm. but then as it started to clear up. Like towards the end of the party, that's when hella females were there. It was just hella females. Okay, I got you. And then it was like it wasn't as you know it wasn't as crowded and you know shit like that. But it was cool though. So it was yeah. a day party was cool. shorty. I was not there, you know. Surprisingly, um, you know, I, I rarely miss a day party, particularly at Le Hardin, But I was not in the building. Yeah, it was a lot of uh, shout out to the Habasha community, man. Um, the Eritreans and shit like that and the Ethiopians. It was a lot of them in there. So. Okay, I got you. I guess yeah. they follow that. Um, yeah, I movement. guess they follow yeah. that uh, every day. I guess that's their, I don't know. Yeah, But yeah. I, I guess the party starts in New Jersey, though. That's where it originated. So. Right, right. Um, yeah. Is that, is that Chef Robles event? I don't know, bro. Oh, okay. I, really I thought don't. he was the one that started that. Yeah, I really don't know, but okay. I like the event, though. I'll probably go to the next one. Got you. Yeah. So. Got you. Um, yeah, and that's it. Really, I didn't really do much, bro. I, you know, I just be chilling, man. You calling out? Yeah. Uh, my weekend was uh, pretty interesting. Um, on Friday, I, I went to see Joker, which of course I'm going to talk about in depth um, later on in the podcast, and it is going to be spoiler laden. So if y'all, you know, haven't seen the movie yet, you know, skip past that part because there will be spoilers. But um, got an opportunity to see Joker, which was great. Um, Friday night, just kind of cooled at the crib. Um, watched the Lakers game on Saturday, so that was against the Warriors, right? Yeah, they yeah. won by about twenty-two points or God so. Damn, smack, so. smack the Warriors like that? Yeah, man. They yeah, I, I, and you know I haven't watched a lot of AD over his career. You know, a couple games here and there, All Star appearances. You know, I haven't watched a lot of AD. Um, but uh, I haven't the, either. The pick and roll with him and Bron and. Uh, a lot of the off the ball movement and stuff like that, the post work. I seen him pulling up from three. Um, that's a bad motherfucker, man. AD is a bad motherfucker. I guess I, I'm I gonna got, start watching yeah, more AD now. Yeah, man, I got big respect because I wasn't watching AD when he was uh, when he was with the. Pelicans. Yeah, I didn't really watch him too much, yeah, yeah. but um, I tell you now, the the Lakers look good, man, and you know they look like a a sixty win team okay. to me. Um, from what I saw mm-hmm. uh, the other night, man. So that was cool. That's dope. Sunday, I had an opportunity to go to the Chargers game. Mm-hmm. I went to the Chargers. They played the Broncos. It's my first football game out here in L.A. And, um, you know, it was incredibly, incredibly hot. It was blazing, oh my burning God. fucking hot. This last Sunday was hot. Man, it was incredibly high. It was unbearable, huh? Yeah, it, it was damn near unbearable, man. Um, I realized too that the the Chargers do not have a black fan base. No, 
I, they don't even have a fan base in LA for real. I I saw about two other brothers in there outside of myself, you know, and you know I'm always looking for brothers everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking for like-minded yeah, individuals. Yeah, looking for, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, they really have a, 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 a Mexican and white fan base, which I, which I was aware of. But the other thing that kind of shocked me um, was that there was a lot of Broncos fans. Yes. It was damn near 50-50. Bro, yes. They, there's a huge population of Broncos fans out here in LA. Yes. It was crazy. I mean, the damn, it was damn near just as much orange as it was blue yes, in the fucking audience, you. in the crowd. So anyway, um, I didn't stay through, through the, all, the, you know, the whole end of the game um, to the end of the game, but uh, the Chargers did lose, man. They did not play very well. Chargers ain't really that good no more, bro. They was um, they was dope last year, but they it seemed like they falling off a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, man. Um, they didn't play very well at all. So yeah, man. Anyway, uh, and it, it, when I went to the when I went to the Charger game, um, I seen damn near more Raider fans. They were there was it was actually because they played the Raiders. Okay, it was majority Raider fans. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's odd how it's like, weird, right? Yeah, man. So I don't know, but I, I was happy to um to go and for the experience. I got a hot dog while I was out there. Mm-hmm. Just it was cool just being in the in the environment, man. I hadn't been to an NFL game in a, in a hot minute. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, I can't even remember the last Dolphins game I went to, so that was cool. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm coming off a three day weekend, and, okay. and, and now, now we back to it, man. So, like I said, it's good to be back at home base. You know what I mean? We was on the road for a couple weeks, yeah, we was, man. and now we settled back in. Yeah. So um, we got to get a uh, we got to get like a little a set like recording location to where we go there, and that's just what it is. Like, and we don't have to set up and reset up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but it, it was cool, just you yeah, know, venturing scenery, out, yeah, yeah, scenery man. and shit like that. Yeah, yeah and, uh, and and talking with some different folks. We used to sitting here talking to one another. Mm-hmm. Um, this time we uh, we we added some uh, some other you know personalities to the mix. Exactly. So that, that was cool, and exactly. you know we definitely will have the Yodis on again down the line. Absolutely, and uh, we'll definitely collaborate with with her side. Absolutely, again, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean. Sure. I, I love to chop it up with those ladies. We're gonna, um, we're gonna get a bunch of people, bro. This 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 uh, is the beginning. That was just the the start, you know what I mean? So um, we in season two now, man. Mm-hmm. So this is a whole nother ball game, you know. Yeah. What I mean? So I hope you guys have been in, enjoying uh, the pods, enjoying the visuals, and, uh, and and you know what we got going, and it's gonna be more to come. Absolutely. Um, but now we, you know, this week, we, you know, we be back to regularly scheduled programming, yeah, so to speak. So um, f- for our free game portion, yeah, let's get into today, that free game, man. I'm ready. Um, I'm ready to get into. The- I, I want to. Uh, you know, I want to address. I want to address the players in the room, and, and of course, by players, I mean guys that are you know out here dating and juggling maybe three, four, you know, five, however many women you may be dealing with. Now, I'm a guy traditionally. I've always been somebody that I kept a lot of sides on my plate. Uh-huh. I've always been a guy that I had yams, okay, greens, mm-hmm. mac and cheese. White rice with gravy, uh-huh. black eyed peas, cornbread, and then I probably had like some red velvet cake, sweet potato pie, uh-huh. and then I probably had a to-go box with a peach cobbler in it so I could heat it up and eat it later. Okay. Right? <laughs> that that was that was my that was my plate. That's all what was on my plate. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And some of y'all, your mouth is watering now. You need to tighten up. All I'm right, ta- right. I'm not talking about actual food. <laughs> So that was 
You talking about different flavors? I'm talking about flavors, man. Okay. That was me. I had I had all that on my plate. There is a certain thing of mine called player fatigue. Uh-huh. It's like when you win a basketball game. You could run up and down the court, but even LeBron, every game, don't play 48 minutes. You know what uh-huh. I'm saying? You might need to sit down and get a breather yeah. in the game. Right now, I'm feeling like I've cleared my plate. Uh-huh. There's only one thing on my plate right now. Man. Yeah. Smothered pork chops. All I got what, on my what, plate. What you mean by that, bro? What? All I have on my plate is, 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 is one main dish. All I have on my plate is smothered chops. That's all you got right now. I have all them sides. I've cleared my plate. Sometimes you got to clear your plate, Amani, and make room for just one big hearty portion. You okay. know what I'm saying? Okay. And I had some fried chicken that was kind of out to the side, and I, and I let that fried chicken get cold. Yeah. So we threw that out. On my plate is just that. It's just that sm- them smothered pork chops, man, with the gravy and the onions. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Sometimes you got to know when to clear your plate and just enjoy one, one, one particular item. Just one entree of money. We don't yeah. need all the sides. Okay. So, all right, so, so, so you're basically saying that you got one joint. Or is, this, is this what you what you got going on right now or is it something that you plan on? Um, I, I, I feel as if I'm just in that space right now one one yeah yeah one girl. you know what i'm saying right yeah. all the juggling and all the you know what i'm saying yeah all of that it, it you know it ain't always a time for it. now you know me on this podcast what we you know done 28 episodes however many we've done so far from day one to now i've always talked player shit right. and i've always represented right. the guy that has been Dealing with multiple women at a time. Trying to find his one. Dealing with multiple. We're ones. dealing with multiple ones. I, I I say I'm I'm running through these showgirls trying to find my Jesse Spano. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, but in doing so, sometimes, man, you you know you you might have to clear your plate mm-hmm. and just make room for that one. So that's my advice to the players, man. If you if you get that player f- f- fatigue, you gotta just. Scr- Scrape the scrapes off, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Get that yam juice off your plate and them cornbread crumbs mm-hmm. and just put that one thing on your plate, man. Yeah, absolutely. So that that's that's pretty much where I'm at right okay. now with it. You okay. know what I'm saying? So I, I my guys gotta think about that. The guys that really be juggling, man, every now and again, man, you gotta just stop, bring a halt to it, and get your situation back in order, man. There you go. If the situation don't work out, then you could get back and you know what I'm saying, go back and, and fill the plate back up. But at a certain time, there you go. unplug. I ain't mad at that. That's really how I rock. That's really how I rock anyway, man, because I don't know, man. Like, motherfuckers, I I can't, I'm not good at juggling hella women. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you said that several times. I'm not good at it. I've said several times. I'm very good at it. You're good at it. And I kept telling you, like, bro, stop. (laughs) So, like, bro, that shit ain't the move. Because, see, so, because for me. Yeah. It's like, bro, I barely can, I have a hard time texting one back. Right, right. Especially when I'm moving and grooving yeah. and I'm out in the streets and I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm in the avenues. It's hard for me to just hit back a lot of the times. You know what I mean? So imagine having four women to keep up with. Different personalities, different, you know, moods. Different conversations. Different conversations. Different plans, all type all of shit, stuff. Yeah, that yeah. shit is exhausting, boy. Yeah. So, like I said, I feel that. Yeah. I, I'm with you on that one, man. I'm with you. Now, it, it, may, it, it may not... 
be, you know, everybody might not be like, oh, man, I don't want to do that right now. I mean, it may not be your time, but I'm just saying it's something to be cognizant it's of. That's all that, I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. When you yeah. have that feeling, go ahead. Go just, ahead, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Don't you, be afraid to yeah. do it. Yeah. Because, yeah. see, I think a lot of the times, like, niggas, they'll find, like, a cool chick, right? They'll find, like, a chick that they that, that they like. A lot of niggas, they won't, a lot of niggas will, will try to have other bitches because they don't want to focus too much on this one. Right, right, right. Because they feel like they're going to become vulnerable because I'm so focused on this one woman. It's okay. You can do that, bro. Like if you if you find a joint and you think and you and you think that she's a dope girl, you you don't mind just fucking with her, then just do that. You, that don't mean you got to press her for a relationship. That don't mean you got to you know what I'm saying? Just yeah, I think I think let it let it go. Yeah, um, let it go. Yeah, let it go and just let it see what happens naturally. And, yeah, and you know, if you really a player like that, you can just always pick up the pieces always, back again. You can always bounce back. You can get right back in the game, you know, if you want. But don't have the fear of thinking, damn man, I you know. But if I put them down, da 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 da. Roll. You got to roll a dice every now and again, man. Look. It take money to make money, man. You got to roll a dice and play the game, and see you might you might come up, you might crap out, but you might come up. So one thing about me that I realized, bro. I'm like, nigga, I could, I could, I could, if if I could drop all my bitches and I can, I can re-up instantly. Okay, I got you. Reing up has never been a problem. Okay, yeah, like, no issue with the it. The moment I decide to pick back up where I was, I can do that. Right. And that's how real players should feel. You should be like, if you a real nigga, you know you can re-up, you know? Cause yeah, yeah. I've kept it real, especially a lot of the girls that I've like fucked with in the past, I've kept it real with them. So when you keep it so real with a female, she will forever be your girl. She will never stop fucking with you. Right. You always will have access to that girl. Yeah. Because you kept it real with her. Yeah. So if you rock like that, if you one of the niggas that you just you 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 kept it real with females, it shouldn't be nothing to drop them and 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 try to come back around cuz right. they going to always remember like man I, I like I know Bree Polo he he kept it real with me I I I I, love, I like fucking with him cuz I know I can get honesty out of him I know I can get a good time good sex whatever it may be right. so she's going to be okay what's up like we ain't talked in months but what's up what's good yeah cuz I, I you left a good taste in her mouth if you rock like that as a man and you keep real with these females man you never got to worry about not being able to get you know not being able to re up so it's okay to just focus on one girl. I prefer to do that, actually. I prefer focusing on one girl because it helps you kind of get to know her a little bit better and you can kind of focus on some of her strong points, you know, and shit like that. And, and I think, too, you know, um, along with what you're saying, y- your life is a little less stressful. It's a little less stressful. Because yeah. for <clears throat> me, I've always somebody that I'm worrying about hairs in my beard mm-hmm. and makeup on my collar and things, yeah, yeah, earrings yeah. and yeah. different shit yeah. in my apartment yeah. and all of that type of shit. Yeah. I'm constantly yeah. worried yeah. about that stuff That's because you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm worried about mistexting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whoo. Oh, that I happens. Can't, yeah, it happens. That happens. You know, I remember I mistexted this girl. I was like, yo, um, what, what time are you coming tonight? Or, mm-hmm. or I'll see you later or something. And the girl was like, oh, not me, boo. Oh, shit. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> shit. <laughs> what happened after that? Um, I was like, oh, you know, I'm doing something with some people from work. <laughs> They're coming over, you know? And that she, nigga cleaned that up. Yeah, I was like, I got some people coming from work, my lesbian homegirl, and some other people coming over from work. 
so sorry about that. I, you know, I'm, I'm I'm sitting here I'm sitting here thinking about you and trying to text them, and I'm going to you because I'm thinking about your ass. <laughs> so you know, but I miss texting. You know, so it's like all this stuff that happens in the in, in, in the game. I, I told y'all about the girl that found the panties underneath my bed, and yeah, you know, what I'm saying I've had all these type of mishaps because I'm juggling, juggling, juggling. At a certain point in time, man, you might get player fatigue, man, where you're yeah. like, you know what? Let me just stop doing this shit. Because you know what would be crazy, bro? A lot of them girls that do juggling ain't, ain't really shit. They don't offer, they ain't got nothing to offer besides some sex, which comes to my PSA because you had your, your change of yeah, mind. Yeah, that, yeah, that was, that was mine. Yeah, so I got mine. I want to I talk about this, man. I was thinking about this shit the other day, bro. Um, my nigga, I'm finna start getting real picky with my dick, bro. Okay. I'm finna start getting real uh, choosy. Choosy. Fab, Fab got a new record called Choosy. I'm getting so, real choosy, my nigga. Like, okay. So, I, what I, are your limitations, or what? It, what so, are look, you... this is what it is, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm. I, every woman is not gonna get my dick, bro. I don't give a fuck if she wants to fuck me, if she like me. Mm. I don't give a fuck if it's easy. If I don't like her, I'm not. She not getting this dick, bro. I'm wow. starting to be real. I'm gonna start being real conservative with this dick. Okay, I got you. Conservative. Start being real conservative. Withholding. With, I'm, I'm, I'm a hold back. Withholding. Sense. And I'm not going to allow a woman to get this dick unless she really deserves it. Wow. And, is, and what, a, what particular type of woman is, are you going to field, essentially, to even put in the potential space to um, warrant that? Well, well really, it's, it's more so about just, you know, a woman's mind. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like her mind and, you know, what she has to bring to the table and... Is there a certain career that we looking no, for? Or no, not no, at all. No, no, no. no. I'm, not, okay. I'm, not, I'm not picky when it comes to that type of shit. As gotcha. long as you, you, whatever it is you want to do, if you want to be a goddamn, if you want to be a goddamn, I don't know. What if she's an RN? Registered nurse? That's yeah. Perfect. Sure. Okay. But if she, if, if, if she can be whatever, if she just wants to work at McDonald's, as long as she wants to be the best McDonald's worker in the, in the history of McDonald's, I'm fine with that. If she eventually wants to own a McDonald's or be owner of one, then that's perfect. I don't care. But like, I'm not really specific about the okay. career. All right. And I hear what you're saying, but what if she wants to own a Carl's Jr.? I mean, isn't that kind of lowballing? As long as she wants to own that motherfucker. As, okay. long as, as long as she has plans on being the best at whatever she's doing. Okay. That's all that matters. As long as she got ambition, you know what I'm saying? Drive, whatever it is. But I'm going to start being real picky with this dick, bro. Everybody ain't getting this shit no more, man. Wow. Because, cause you know, there was a time, bro, like where, you know, you would fuck girls. You, I would fuck girls that I knew I shouldn't be fucking. I'm like, man, I, I should. Man, why am I fucking this bitch? You just keep fucking them. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like when you like, when you eat, like, you know, eating food and shit. It's like what you were saying. Okay. <laughs> it's just like. It's a good analogy. <laughs> You know, it's like you know you shouldn't be having this smorgasbord pork chops. Right, right, right. All this shit. You know you shouldn't be eating it. Yeah, yeah. But you keep doing it anyway. anyway. It's in the fridge. It's in the refrigerator. Yeah. You keep doing it. It's there. there. You have access to it. Exactly. So I'm done. Yeah. And and I I I I don't know. I'm I'm a little different too, man. Like I I I need a woman with a. I need a woman that uh, that got some swag too, man. Okay. You know, cause I'm I'm a, I'm I've been looking into some swag myself, man. So okay. I'm stepping my gear up. I'm switching my style up. Okay. I'm switching my my mind up. Yeah. You know, I'm switching my 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 whole get down. You know what I'm saying? So I need a woman that's aboard. So somebody that's that's like that. 
You know, like I, I don't I don't wanna just be fucking bitches that that like all right, like she if I end up getting her pregnant, you in trouble. I'm in trouble. Yeah. So basically regular degulars. Yeah. Like, okay. I wanna, I wanna, I'm gonna just start being real picky with this dick, though, man. Wow. Well, I mean, you know, I, I guess you know, it's it's somebody that got to be deserving of it, man. I, yeah, I guess she got to be deserving of it, bro. <laughs> she don't look a certain way. I don't want it. Okay. You know what I mean? I ain't doing the white girl thing. Okay. Can't do the white girls. You done with that? Done with the done with the snow. Well, no, no, I ain't gonna say that. You're not done with the snow. She got to be cold though. If she if she's a bad white bitch, I'll do it. Got she got to be a bad white bitch, though. Like uh, an eight. She uh, got to be at least like an eight and a half. Yeah. If I'm going to do white. Got you. You know what I mean? But I can't do the snow no more, bro. Wow. I can't do the snow. I can't do the snow, nigga. I need something that's like, Man. look like, I need some my skin complexion. Or, or darker? Or darker. You got to be like me or better. You got to be like me or better. Maybe even, you. Can, she could be light-skinned, but she got to be black, though. She okay. Be black. Okay. Or she can even be Latin. Okay. But she, I'm, I'm looking for something dark, you know wow. what I'm saying, or black or, you know what I mean? Wow. I'm telling you, bro, I'm changing this shit and, up, this nigga. a different vibe. I'm changing man. it up, my nigga. Everybody that know me know I stay with a- Do, do we have an age restriction? Oh, that we uh, preferably with? 25. And okay, I, got you. Depending on if she's 24, she could like, if, if she's mature enough, maybe. Ideally 2.5? But ideally 2.5 and up. Man, I hear that. Two five and up, so bro. Looking at about an eight and up looks wise, twenty five. Yeah, because this relationship that I just got out of, man. Say, what? Ah, man, I'm saying it on the pod. I'm on. I bought me a money. Nigga got me scalded. Oh, money. What? Because I'm getting ready to say something else. Fuck. What the fuck are you talking about? I don't want to go into it. Armani, what do you mean you don't want to go into it? Because you just said something on the podcast, bro. I think I'm not in a relationship no more, bro. Just... Wait, hold on. You don't want to hit your button on that? Nah, I can't do it. <laughs> okay. Because nothing. It, it's not. I'm not celebrating it because I'm sad, nigga. I'm, I'm genuine. I'm really sad, but it's, it is what it is. I gotta do it because I, like I said, it goes back to me telling you: if you keep it real with the females around you, you'll never have to worry about if she's your girl or not. Uh huh. So I gotta. I had to let her. I had to. I had to do a movement because I, I, I. I'm not gonna hurt her. I told her. I'm like I don't want to hurt you. And as of right now, <clears throat> I might hurt her. Amani, oh, this is um. This is really breaking because for you know as long as we've been doing this podcast, week in and week out, you've been talking about your girl and your relationship and the things that are going on and about yeah. the things that a man need to do and a woman need to do and, and mm-hmm. all of these types of things based on your current relationship. And now you're telling me and the audience simultaneously, you're out. I'm out, bro. That's unbelievable. <clears throat> Shout out to her though. Still love her. Still love her. Still a good, still a good girl. Uh, girl. Still a good soul. Yes. Um, beautiful heart, big heart, you know. Any man that, that that does have her, yes, is very lucky to have her. Okay, but you, you know? feel like, but this for me, is not it's not for me though. But I still still care about her though, man. You know, but you know, just it, it's it's like for me, it's like you know, you know, that's you know, I don't want to go too into this, right? Shit, yeah, I understand. But I still my nigga, so would you uh 
consider getting back in another relationship in lieu of you know the podcast and other things that you have going on do you feel like it's too much pressure with that i'm or? always i'm always receptive to getting into a relationship you, okay you open to it i'm yeah. always i'm always willing to get into a relationship as long okay. as it's with the right woman and that's what i'm saying i'm getting more picky with my time and i'm becoming more picky with the dick so if i find a woman that i like i yeah. gotta you know mo- moving how i move now i gotta make sure i know this woman you know i don't I don't want to make the mistake of moving too fast. Yeah, jumping, you, jumping the gun. Got you. You yeah, know, you definitely got to take your time with it. Because right? you know, when you dating, yeah, when you dating, it's a, it's a whole process. It's a, it's a. Basically, when you're dating, it's like a sale. You're just selling yourself. That's what it is when you first meet a woman, and when she first meet a man, when she first meets you, she's selling herself. So of course, nigga, everything she says and does is gonna seem great because she's selling herself. You know what I'm saying? So. I got to get past that sales part. Got you. Yeah, the representative. I got to get past the sales pitch. Yeah. Once I get past the sales pitch, then that's when I'll be like, all right, is this a woman that I can deal with? Because after the after the sales pitch, you you have her you have her real issues start to kick in. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The the problems that she really got, you're going to start seeing that. Yeah. And, and I don't want to make the habits. mistake. Yeah. I don't want to make the mistake again of of jumping the gun and and falling for the sales pitch. Ooh. And and then the real issue. It's like when you go to the dealership, you go to CarMax. You go to a, a car dealership, you buy a car. It looks great cuz it's clean. Smell it's, good. It smells good. good. Yeah. It, the, the, you know what I'm saying? It's it's brand new, but like after like maybe 6 months, that motherfucker start breaking down and the shit start you know, it's kind of like a, a used BMW. Yeah. After like, yeah, after like six weeks, you start seeing, right? you know, that's why they usually give you a 30-day warranty. After that 30 days. Yeah, it's on you. It's on you. I, I remember I bought an a, a Altima um, mm-hmm. and, uh, from, a, from a used car lot, and um, I thought it was cool, man. I was riding. I was happy with the shit, and uh, mm-hmm. my old girl moved to Atlanta, so uh, I I took a trip out to Atlanta to, to drive and, and you know it gets pretty chilly up there mm-hmm. so I'm riding along me and my girl in the whip riding and I'm like man it's getting cold mm-hmm. it's getting like in the 50s you know and, I, and it's, it's cold in the car so I go to turn on my heat Amani mm-hmm. and um, you know what happened? What happened? Nothing <laughs> nigga we was we, we, it was so fucking cold we could see our breath for real, in the car, in the car? In the oh yeah, yeah, for sure, would yeah. not fucking work. Ooh. When we got up like around Tallahassee and then getting up into Georgia, yeah, we were fucking freezing in the car. Me and my girl was in there freezing to death, and I was like, Ooh. "This car heater don't work." We didn't know it because we was Ooh. in South Florida when I bought the car. There's no need to even check the heater. No, not at all. I'm just assuming it works. Yeah, that's it didn't work on money. Damn. That's the, that's the, that's what happens in a relationship. You don't know to check for certain things because you don't have the need for it at the time. Exactly. But then when it get cold outside, you go to turn on that heat, and guess what? It ain't there for you. Exactly. That's what happens in a relationship. Damn. God and that's damn. that's what I don't want to see. What I'm saying. I want to actually be a friend, be friends with a woman. You know, before yeah. I, you know, don't get me wrong. Like we can still do all the the bullshit, the cupcake, and the, the the sex and all the great shit. But you know, as far as our relationship, yeah, it, I have to be. It has to be. I have to be a friend. You know, we got to be a friend. This this is interesting, man. The name of this podcast. I already had named the podcast. You know, before we started recording earlier in the week, but I might want to change the name to Trading Places because things like now you going back outside. 
But that doesn't mean I'm still finna go and juggle a gang of women. Okay, that's yeah. That's just not how I rock anyway. Right, I right. I don't care to juggle a gang of bitches. No, but what I'm saying is you might be entering back into like the dating realm. Oh, the streets. Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. streets. I'm coming inside. Okay, who, you got some? Uh, no, no, no. But I'm just, we, the thing about it is, is like, I'm trying to work my way Okay, I in. got you, I got you. I'm a, I'm a alley cat. I'm a street cat. You know, I'm like Heathcliff. Yeah. Now I'm coming inside. I'm like Garfield. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm just eating lasagna straight to the head. Tacos. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Kicking gotcha. Odie off the table. I'm doing that shit now. Yeah. But, and then you yourself, you going outside. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, technically I'm still not going outside, bro. Because you know what I enjoy the most, bro, is being at the house, bro. And relaxing my, by my damn self. Right. That's good. Nobody's I, I better like, at being autonomous than yeah, me. Yeah, I like watching boondocks and shit like okay. at night before I go to sleep. Yeah. You know, um You like being quiet? I just like yeah, I just like being by myself, man. Looking at like you know, looking up shit to improve myself and, and enhance my my life, whatever it is, bro. Like that's that's kinda like the shit I'm gonna be on now, but you know, um but yeah, man, you know, I I, I never been the juggler type. I've had, I've done it before, but that's not what I prefer. To yeah, it's not your not your mo. Yeah, man. Yeah, so that's not your calling call. Yeah. Okay. Well, that you man, y'all heard it, man. Catch a place podcast, man. I, I I didn't know that this information would uh would 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 come to the you know come to light and come to fruition on yeah. the podcast, but there it is, man. So, yeah. um, box brown back outside, baby, like a UPS package. Yeah, man. Brie Polo. I, you know, I just got some of the pork chops on my plate, baby. I took all the yams and the greens and the mac and cheese off my plate. So, <laughs> they, they, I don't know how the audience going to take the deal. Boy, I know I'm going to get some test messages tomorrow. Yeah. Hey, you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? I'm going to start, I'm going to really start rocking how females rock. Basically what I'm going to say. Basically what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm going to start being like a female. Okay. Well, no, no homo though. Like, I'm going to start doing women how they do us. Okay, got you. You know how Holding they, don't, out? they don't, yeah, yeah. they hold out. You know how they don't fuck with us if we don't got this together, right, right, got right. that yeah, together, yeah, yeah, yeah. if we don't got this or that, if yeah. we don't look this way, that's what they do to us. Yeah. I'm finna start doing it to them. I, for instance, I was, at, I was at the day party yesterday, right? And um, I think I had like, I, I forgot what I did, but I think I had my hand out trying to get a girl's attention. And she, she, she took a little too long. She took a little too long than, than what I wanted her to take. Yeah. And I moved my hand like, man, okay. fuck it. Yeah, yeah. And I did this. I literally yeah, shoot yeah, I yeah. like I shoot her hand. And, and and all my partners like, hey, bro, like she's trying to get, she's trying yeah. to. I'm like, nah, nigga, it's too late. Too or, late. She already missed. She missed me. Wow. She had you then and then she, she had took me, too long. missed me. And I'm and that's how I'm rocking. And that's it. That's how I'm rocking. I'm not giving a girl the same me twice. Right. You know, because you're only gonna have this certain me one time okay got you and it's gonna be great but once you lose it you're, it's not, done, getting me, yeah. you're not getting me twice that's definitely how females are for sure that's how females are for sure big you know time. so big um, scale yeah i don't even think i was trying to get at this girl i think i, I think i was just trying to get her attention or some shit about something and then uh -huh. she just seemed like she like you know how girls are they instantly think every nigga trying to get at them and shit right 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 so i'm like all right fuck it then and then she seen how i was like Fuck it, and that, then she want to start. Oh my god! I'm like no, no, like you know, and that's how girls <laughs> do, bro. I'm telling you, man. So I'm finna start rocking how girls rock, man. Man, I, I hear it. I, I want to see how this, um, you know, how this, you know, uh, plays out, man. Yeah. What transpires? 
here. I think it's just, I, I don't know what it is. I think my confidence level is just at an all time high right That's now. That's beautiful, man. Just Con- knowing, confidence is yeah, always bro. Be just knowing what you, knowing what you can bring to a woman's table. Yeah. You know, knowing what you can bring to someone and what you have to offer, man, that, that makes you, that makes you feel like, bro, ain't no, everybody ain't worth it. Everybody don't deserve you. Man. That's real. So I'm going to start doing these females like how they be doing us. And y'all, y'all boys take this Amani energy with you, man. You know what I'm saying? Take that confidence with you, man, when y'all head out. You got to, man. Thing, man. If you out here just giving community dick, man, don't do that, bro. It, it, you know, you if you do, do it on a low. But don't, you ain't got to, don't, don't, it, you know, you know, keep, man, be sacred, you know? Just like how women do, how they try to do. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of holes out here, too, you know what I'm saying? They... Really yeah, throwing it. Yeah, there's a lot of they throwing it, but yeah. um, you know, I, I, I definitely, uh, I, I definitely hear where you're coming from, bro. So yeah, I, I just want to see how this this plays out, man. Yeah, um, I'm okay with, bro. I'm okay with having no bitches. You got to be comfortable with that. If you could be comfortable with that, you can have ten bitches. If you, if okay. you could be comfortable <laughs> with zero, for real, you that energy can bring you ten. Absolutely. If you're okay with having no bitches. You can achieve anything you want in life. Absolutely. Nigga. Because it don't matter. Because nothing matters. It doesn't matter. And that's matter. the main thing that every nigga is worried about, the, having bitches. The minute you say, I don't even care anymore. I don't need bitches. You're the f- most free person in the you're world. You're the freest nigga in the world. Yeah. And, and honestly, I'm okay with not having bitches. I'm okay with having maybe one girl that is that is a woman of quality. Yeah. You, you know, instead of having 10 bitches that ain't worth shit. Because t- nine times out of 10, that's what it is. Yeah. You got 10 bitches. They ain't worth nothing. But you got one or two, ideally one, that's worth something. So that's the type of shit I'm on, bro. Kanye said, and I hate to quote him, you know, with some of his recent antics, but anyway, he did say at one time, one good girl is worth a thousand bitches. Absolutely. You think so? Yeah, I, for sure. Okay. For sure. One good girl. It'd be a lot a of these niggas, bitches. a lot of these niggas be getting into shit. A lot of these niggas be having like hella bitches, right? They got all these hoes. And, you know, some shit hit the fan in their life, right? And they try to call the bitches that they so-called got. The bitches can't do nothing for them. If you get locked up and you feel like you can't call your girl yeah, yeah, yeah. to get you out of jail, right? you don't need to be fucking with her. Yeah, that's a bad situation. If you got a chick that you know, like, man, if I get locked up, I know she got bail for me, you fucking with the right girl. A lot of these niggas, a lot of niggas will look at, at women and only... Focus on the looks. Focus on you know what she what like you know the what she what she has or you know how she dresses and shit like that. Right. Right. A lot of times when you dating these women, bro, you got to look for a woman that takes you to new levels. If you find a woman that that all of a sudden, ever since you start fucking with this girl, your credit score is just magically going up. Yeah. You got money saved up all of a sudden. Your life is just better. That's who you need to be fucking with. Sometimes, man, like, you know, looks is cool and shit as well, but if you fucking with a girl that's all of a sudden your, your credit score going down, you, you ain't got no money in the bank, you always broke and always in negative, you, that girl taken from you, bro. She's raping you. She's raping you. And that's rape. Damn. Women rape niggas all the time. Mm. But they do, it's rape in a different way. Right. 
These women be destroying these niggas. The niggas be getting destroyed out here fucking with these bitches. I bro. would never let a female be my downfall, though. I would, I would never allow that to happen. Not to that degree. You know niggas be out here getting destroyed, bro. Nah, man. Uh-uh. I can't let that happen. You know what I'm saying? The minute you start cutting up, I got to cut you off. I got to cut you loose. Exactly. But I cannot, I cannot let you be my downfall. I exactly. cannot let you take, take me down uh, a, a, a negative path. I'd rather take myself down. Exactly. If I'm gonna do that, hey, I'm gonna be self destructive. I, I can struggle. I can do bad by, by myself. myself. You know what I'm saying? I just <laughs> sit. I'll self destruct for all right. for all you, know you take me so, down, shorty. Nigga, you niggas out here fucking with the wrong ones, bro. It's like if you got a chick, man, and, and she come in your life, bro, and that, and it just, it just seems like she just makes you a better person. Like, nigga, you're you're just a good person when it comes to her. That's the girl you need to be fucking with. You know. I think sometimes it does come to a trade-off, though, where, you know what I'm saying, you might have a girl that's most attractive, but maybe she ain't bringing the most to the table. Or you could have a girl that's less attractive, but, you know, will assist you in, in mm-hmm, building mm-hmm, your empire, mm-hmm, so to mm-hmm. speak. And, um, you know, we've talked about this before, but, like, it's it's tough for guys to, to make that decision, man, mm-hmm. because when y'all put, post your picture on Instagram... Or when you um you make your uh your 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 background on your desktop at work, you and her, mm-hmm. nobody can see your credit score. They just see you and this girl that don't look that good. Mm-hmm. And some some people can't deal right. with that. She it don't hurts. see she don't see how she's helping your life. Yeah, it, it just looks like you're standing there with an ugly chick, and right. it looks like you your life is not doing good. You're yeah. not doing well for yeah. yourself. But really, there's a scene in the movie Moneyball. Mm-hmm. They go, you know, they're, they're recruiting, mm-hmm. and they go to see this, you know, this one of the players, mm-hmm. potential players that they're recruiting. And he's there with his girlfriend. Mm. And so they talk and it's that and the third and you know, they get back out and say, Yo, what do you think about him? I don't like him. Why not? His girlfriend is not attractive. I could tell he doesn't have confidence. We don't want him. Mm. That's that's a lot of the perspective of the world. For money. sure. Yeah, for so, sure. So it, but it, it, I do it's kind of offset. You can't find both, but it's difficult. Find both. Yeah, you can find a, a good looking girl that's also going to look out for you, but sometimes there's a little. Yeah, bro. You know that? Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Y'all, y'all go see Moneyball with Brad Pitt if y'all never seen that's him. That's what uh, Cuba Gooden. No, no, no. Which was the one where he was like, show me the money? That's Jerry Maguire. That's okay. Yeah, yeah okay, this yeah. is this is um this is uh Jonah Hill and Brad Pitt. It's called Moneyball. It's about um the Oakland A's. Okay, okay. Team you probably yeah. familiar with. Yeah, for sure. So anyway, yeah, but check that movie out. Yeah, man. You know, so it, it it you know don't 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 go off how a motherfucker look all the time, man. Because it's sometimes it be these prettiest be the prettiest girls that be be evil. Try to find both. Try to find both if you Try can. To find both. Try to find both. If you can't, just take the seven. You know, take the take the. Take the the cool seven. Take the loyal seven. Don't go for the for the for the unloyal ten, my nigga. Cause you're gonna be walking around this motherfucker stressing. You're gonna be walking around this motherfucker losing weight, broke, credit score, trash. Get you that loyal seven, man. If you if if you can't find the the loyal ten, which the loyal ten is a little harder to find, but yeah. Same so, with ladies, man. Vice versa too, man. Fuck with a nigga that's gonna make your life better, man. Fuck with a nigga that's gonna help you out mentally, spiritually, whatever it is. So, yeah. Well, that's that's free game. Yeah, week, I, I I'm think glad we, great, we, we did. We revealed some new information. That's wild. Yeah. Now, uh, money this past week, man. This is something that's been weighing on my mind and on my heart, heavy, 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 heavy. And I just want to get into. Um, into the minutiae of it all uh, with this case 
Um, uh, my man, Botham Jean, or, or Jean. That's the um, guy that got killed, right? He got shot in his own apartment by a woman by the name of Amber Geiger, who was an off-duty police officer. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she claimed that she thought that she was in her own apartment. Although, from what I know, he had a, 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 a doormat, a red doormat at his door that she didn't have mm-hmm. in her apartment, which was a telltale sign you're in the wrong place right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And uh, she entered the apartment. She saw him there. I believe he was just sitting on the couch eating some ice cream or something, minding his own goddamn business watching TV. And she opened fire on him and uh, shot him dead. So How do you do that? That doesn't make sense to that, me. That, that's a money. If I... Let's just let's just start right at the beginning, right off the top. If I go home right now, and I know exactly where the fuck I live, I don't know how you go Especially to a wrong she, apartment. Was she drunk? They said she wasn't drunk. She was sober. They said she was tired. Tired. How do you go to the wrong apartment? I've never done this in my entire life. Never. Then somehow she gets into the apartment. Um, and then you, when you walk in the apartment. If somebody else's apartment doesn't have the same layout as yours, they don't have the same furniture. Your pictures ain't up on the wall. Nothing. How the uh, fuck do you believe that? No. You see somebody. If I open the door to, to my neighbor's apartment yeah. and I see them sitting there watching TV, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna yeah. say, I'm really sorry. I'm in the wrong fucking apartment. Like, oh shit! Because I don't have a I don't have a Mexican woman that's in here making goddamn carne asada in my in my apartment. Yeah, my shit's empty. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm just walking in it, so yeah. you're in here. I don't belong here. I close the door. I say I'm sorry and get the fuck out. This woman says, "Oh, there's somebody that's in my apartment watching TV and eating ice cream." Okay, let me pull my gun out and kill them. That that was what her mind went. That shit sounds so stupid, bro. I can't believe it. That shit sounds stupid than a motherfucker. Bro. I can't I believe it. So, um, you know, the, the, the trial was ongoing and, and I was watching this, Amani. I had my eyes peeled. I was like, wow. And then I, and I saw her um, start crying on the stand. Mm. She, Matter of fact, I, I want to play the, the audio, bro. What, what audio are, we, are you dude, wanting to what play? What the dude is saying. I want to break down everything he's saying. Well, the hold on. You said, yeah, you talk about oh, it. Hold on. on. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I saw her crying on the stand and she was saying she didn't want she she wished that both of them had lived and that she had died mm-hmm. is what she said right and you know she just was so 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 sorry mm-hmm. and everything like this and i said wow this lady might do 30 days in jail i thought she would do as low as 30 days i said white woman tears are undefeated mm. i said this woman ain't ain't about to do nothing for this crime, I was. I'm honestly even surprised she, she even did. She even got ten years. Um, you know when the when the verdict came in and they said guilty, I was elated. Mm-hmm. I was very very happy with the fact that she got found guilty because I, I I didn't even see it coming. Mm-hmm. I thought she would just skate. And, you know, she got found guilty. Then we found out that she got 10 years. Yeah. Money. No way in hell this woman does 10 years. She's not going to do 10. Three to five tops. She's going to do five. Three to five tops. She's going to do three. 
when the verdict came down, um, I just saw some things that were just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I saw both them's brother get on the stand and say that he didn't want Amber to go to jail. That was some bullshit. I watched, I listened to the whole audio. Not only did he say that, he said, he's saying that because that's what his brother would have wanted. Right. This woman killed your brother in cold blood. Yeah. For no fucking reason. For no fucking reason. And he got on that stand and said, not only me, but even my brother who was dead would want this woman to not spend a day in jail. That's sick. That's coonery. I said this motherfucker is out of his mind. Bro, that's coonery. Um, Coonery. He then said, Amani, that he asked the judge, could he give Amber a hug? Can I play the audio? Go ahead. Because <laughs> I, I want them to hear this shit. Go ahead. I don't want to say twice or this nigga, he sound for the off. hundredth time what you've or how much you've taken from us. He sound off. I think you know that. But I just... I hope you go to God with all what, all the guilt, all the things, the bad things you may have done in the past. Each and every one of us may have done something that we're not supposed to do. If you truly are sorry, I know. I can speak for myself. I, I forgive you. See, look, see, look, see. I'm gonna say this: the forgiving part. They say that it's good to forgive people. They say that it hurts more to hold on to, you know, grudges and shit like that. They say it's better to apologize or to forgive. But this is when he starts to have me fucked and up. I know if you go to God and ask him, he will forgive you. And I don't think anyone could say it. Again, I'm speaking for myself, not even bad for my family. But I love you just like any- That's when he was on dope. That's when I was like, this nigga is on dope. Uh, Amani. I love you the same way I uh, love Amani, anybody else. Amani, this, this is sickening. It's sickening. This is sickening, bro. Oh, my God. Amani, maybe 30 more seconds of this, man, and we got to cut it off. <laughs> I, I can't. We can't. I can't hear all of this. I'm not going to say I hope you rot and die just like my brother did, but I see, I, I personally want the best for you. He would have had me fucked up right there. He got me hella fucked up and right I, there. I wasn't going to ever say this in front of my family or anyone, but I don't even want you to go to jail. Oh! I'm done. We need Amani, to stop playing this shit, bro. That Amani, shit, please. That nigga would have had me so Amani, pissed, boy. Let me tell you I'd something. I'd have sat in that courtroom pissed. <laughs> this motherfucker 
needs to go to jail right now. He himself needs to go to jail, this. right? I wish that we can do a people's or citizens' arrest on this motherfucker and take his ass, beat his ass, and take him to jail for ten years. No, I think for this everyone, fuck shit that he I think did. everyone. I think everyone in the damn courtroom had to has to be crucified. Amani, this motherfucker. After he says all of this fuck shit. He gets up and gives the woman a goddamn hug. A hug. He's this like, he, is he, the murderer of your brother bro. Uh, who, was, who was dating a man, another officer who had killed an unarmed black man himself, who had put out racist um, texts between one another talking about other black officers. Mm. And this is the thing I don't like. We have so many black people that work in the arm, uh, not only in the armed forces, but for the uh, for the police uh-huh. that live by the blue code uh-huh. and want to protect the bad so much, and your white coworkers don't even respect you, brother. Uh-huh. Your white coworkers are talking about you behind your back and making racist comments about you, and y'all supposed to be under the blue code. Uh-huh. Ain't no blue code. Uh-huh. It's one fucking code: the code of white supremacy. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And racism, that's the code mm-hmm. So how you, how you pledge allegiance You mad at Kaepernick mm-hmm. And pledge allegiance to your blue code And these motherfuckers Don't even respect you Oh yeah, but She said some shit like oh yeah it was a bunch of black guys They were like weird like I don't really get on A bunch of like She co- said this? She said this via text Talking to her boyfriend who also killed An unarmed black man some years back Now y'all both did it Now you, now you, now, And y'all 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 blood brothers now, y'all. <laughs> y'all tied in because y'all don't both killed on on black people. That's some bullshit. And he's still man. on the force. That's some fucking bullshit. Amani. Not only did this woman get a hug from this coon, both ends brother, and by the way, y'all can hear his accent when he's talking. Amani, we've addressed this several times on the podcast. Yeah. These first generate these immigrants, man. These people are from St. Lucia. These come on the black people. I'm talking about his brother, his mm-hmm. family. Both of family is from St. Lucia. Where the fuck is that? That's in the West Indies. It's in the Caribbean. Oh, okay, I got yeah. you. I got you. Yeah. These motherfuckers are not on cold with autos. They're not on cold with these with Man, these autos. they they are they are they are on cold with white supremacy a lot of the times. We keep seeing it over and over and over. These first generation Africans and first generation Caribbean folks, they they kowtow to the to to, to the white man. I, I sure. see it, and they will throw American Negroes under the bus. Under the bus, quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What he did, what both his brother did, is so dangerous. It's disrespectful. Mm-hmm. It's it's disheartening. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. It's detrimental. You know, I love alliteration. Mm. It's detrimental to the rest of us in black society. Do you know why? Because when you show that type of quote unquote forgiveness Mm -hmm. and you just bend down and say, I forgive and it's okay. Yeah. You open up the floodgates for more cases like this and you set a precedent to say, look, the family ain't even mad. The family forgives. It's, it's not that bad. The jury, after, they spoke to the jury after the, the trial mm-hmm. and they said they felt 
vindicated, right? Yeah. By giving her, Amber, 10 years because look how the family reacted. Your coonery is actually giving leeway to say... She's getting less time. It's okay. She it's not that bad. Time. It's not that bad. And then so now you open up the door to say other black people, when we get gunned down, we get harmed, unarmed. Um, well, look, you know, it's like, I mean, you guys forgive, right? I mean, they ain't really mean it. it, it you, mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying, the money? Yeah. You're setting a poor precedent for other cases when you do stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And let me explain to you why people do this in money. They're afraid. They're fearful. The, They're scared. The black folks. They're scared. They're scared of white folks. They're scared to challenge racism and white supremacy. They rather just put their hands up and say, nah, 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 y'all good, y'all good. Than to put the fist up and say, nah, we not going to take this shit. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Fuck you, bitch. You killed my brother. Yeah. Fuck uh, that's, you. That's, that's the- they afraid to say that. Y'all scared. And you know what they do? They turn to the Bible. Mm-hmm. And they start quoting scripture and they start talking about forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And they start talking about the, the, the Bible says, God says, vengeance is mine, I shall repay. I know I know the word, I know scripture. We could sit here and I so, can talk so scripture. So basically all day that long. whole little thing to where that whole the whole thing where I said um where I was like, they say it's better to forgive. You think that's something that we've been taught from the Bible? Then basically, that's that's biblical. That's completely biblical. That's biblical. Like forgive, right? Right. It's but better for you. Understand this, Amani. The Bible also says, "Don't cover thy neighbor, don't lie, don't cheat, don't commit adultery." These people do every fucking thing else that's in the Bible. They say, "Don't do it," mm-hmm. but that forgiveness thing, they got it. Forgive though, because it it's in the word. When it comes to us, they tell us, "Yo, forgive." The thing about it is. Black people are comfortable committing sins that are in the Bible. Mm-hmm. But except the one thing they cannot do is, hey, it says forgive. We got to forgive. Mm-hmm. Turn your back on that the same way you turn your back on everything else that you ain't doing in the fucking mouth. You out here fucking three, four niggas at a time. But that forgiveness, though. Hmm. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? You only reason you're harping on that particular scripture and you're harping on that particular ideal from the Bible is because you are afraid. It's easier to turn to the word and say the Bible say let's have forgiveness yeah. than for you to say I'm not fucking with this shit. You killed my goddamn brother. Now on top of what he did and the fuckery that he did, Amani, do you know the judge came off the stand and hugged Amber? I seen that. When is the last time you seen a black person commit any crime and the judge hugged them? Do you see this shit? Then, did you see the bailiff or one of the officers that was in the courtroom come over and start stroking her hair and yeah. fix it? Amani, what the fuck are y'all doing? What the fuck are y'all doing? This lady killed this man in cold blood and got a, a easy tin. That's a light tin that's going to be chopped. Did anybody go up to Khalif Browder when he got three years in jail for a fucking book pack that never turned up? Did anybody hug this motherfucker? He's dead right now over y'all shit. Mm-hmm. He never got a hug from nobody, money. Like, what are y'all doing? But y'all are afraid. Just say you're scared, bro. Just say you don't want to challenge. But don't get up here and start quoting the Bible like you done forgot the other I don't know how many scriptures in the Bible that's going against the shit that you're doing every fucking day. Right. 
Y'all lie cheating still every day of your life. But it's forgiveness. We should never, 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 never come out and publicly say that we forgive any, anybody that's harmed our family, that's done something to us so maliciously, somebody that's used their will against us to hurt us and harm us. Forgive? No, I don't forgive you. And uh, Armani, if somebody do something to me, don't ever go publicly and say, well, I know Bree, man, and he would have forgave you. I want you to say, if Bree was here, he would say, suck my dick. Absolutely. Relay that message. Believe, if something happens to me, my mama not going to get on TV and say she forgive, or my daddy not going to get on. My nigga Shad not going to get on there and say he forgives. Mm -mm. You know what I'm saying? Birdie not going to get on there and say that she forgives. Nobody that knows me personally is going to say that shit because they know, fuck that. Bree ain't here no more. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? I'm not bowing down to that shit, money. I'm not, not, not extending an olive branch. No, not at all. Fuck it. Like, that shit is, it's, it's, it's wild to me, bro. I just be trying to understand, like... What are you trying to understand? Where the answer people... is racism and white supremacy. No, 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 no. <laughs> I know you always say that. <laughs> <laughs> what is the understanding, money? No, 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 no. I'm trying to understand, like, where does these black people that do that type of shit, that start hugging and... You know, and saying it's okay. They're afraid of money. And they're using the Bible as a crutch and as leverage and it's wrong and it's foul. That's what it's, that's it's what remember remember behavior. it goes back. It's abhorrent behavior. Bro, remember I said this. I I, I I I told you this shit. Plenty of I tell people this shit all the time. The the fucking religion, bruh. Religion is holding us down. Religion is the religion has black people doing shit like that. I, I agree. Wholeheartedly, yeah. <laughs> religion, bro. Karl I think Marx, I always say this. Religion, religion was something that was in place in our community to where it'll keep us down and it'll keep us in this certain mentality that we have, like, praise the white man, like Uncle Ruckus on Boondocks. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? It keeps us in this mentality to where we're like, we're, we're taught all this bullshit and we try to, to implement the shit. But really, it's, it's, it's leading us down a road of destruction. That's what a lot of people will say about Martin Luther King. A lot of people that's really about this black shit, they, they wasn't rocking with Martin Luther King's message. Because they were like, no, we don't need a mix. We don't need to, to love each other. We don't need to love them. There's a, there's a certain contingency of people back then and even now that thought that um, desegregation was a bad idea. And mm-hmm. there's people that would tell you now, particularly from that generation, and young people too. I've talked to people my age or even younger that have said that they wouldn't be opposed to um, segregation, mm-hmm. even right now. Like black people, like as far as black, black yeah, black yeah. people saying that they would not be opposed to 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 segregation. And I've heard, um, you know, OGs, um, you know, from 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 that generation, from that era, talk and say that that was one of the worst things that happened to black people because it forced us. To rely mm-hmm. on them and had to try to get in, mm-hmm. you know what I'm try saying? Try to get in, yeah. Try to try get to in, it, it, yeah. It, it, when we had our own thing, yeah. We had a Black Wall Street. We had the Negro Leagues. We had the, the Chitlin Circuit yeah. where we can perform and do our shows. We were we were self sufficient. Mm-hmm. Then we then when all when, when segregation happened, now now we asked for handouts, mm-hmm. and, and the white man could say yeah or nay. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. And that's what that's what people say, bro. People say people. A lot of people say Martin Luther King led us to a road of destruction, bro. Well, I mean, I wouldn't he let put, us down a road of destruction. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put that put that solely on him, but I will say that there were there is a contingency of people that that say that segregation wasn't the best thing, wasn't the most beneficial thing for the black community. Mm. Now, on top of this, Amani, mm. two days ago, I found out a guy by the name of Joshua Brown mm-hmm. who uh, testified in the case against Amber. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was a neighbor of uh, both them. He was murdered. Mm-hmm. He was shot in, the, I believe he was shot in the mouth and shot in the head. Shot in the what? He was shot in the mouth. So somebody was out to get this motherfucker in. Like this was a mafia style hit on this young man. Damn. And... I mean, people that have any type of, you know, understanding about how these things kind of work, mm-hmm. understand that it's a possibility that this was something that was orchestrated by the police. Huh. For sure. Where, where, where was he at when he, do you know? Cause I, I believe he was either at his, uh, was he at an apartment car? I know he was getting out of his car. And uh, I don't know if he was at his apartment or where he was exactly, but I believe he was getting out of the car. Yeah. And somebody ran up on him and, and murdered him. Coincidence? I think not. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? Not at all. So, I, I don't know. I don't know. Now, so let me, let me ask you this. Go so ahead. He basically was... He did he witness the shooting? He heard it. Okay, he heard it. He heard it, and he so he re, he recalled he recanted what took place that on you know on that night. Mm-hmm. You know on you know he testified. Yeah. So is it is it very far fetched to say that they wanted to punish him and make an example out of him for testifying against an officer? Yeah. I don't think so. Do we know for sure that that was related to the case? No, but it's extremely coincidental. I think it is. This man, his family said he had no known enemies. I think he, it is. He, he worked. He was. He wasn't in the street. He wasn't nothing. He was. That's, that's what I was going to ask you. Was he in the street? No, so? he wasn't. He was. He, he was. He was a nine to five, blue collar guy. Hmm. Now all of a sudden, less than a week after the trial, he get his brains blown out. God, that man, man is gone. So now we got both them gone. We that's got a, his neighbor gone. That's a hit. And that's a hit. That's a hit, bro. That's a hit. They man. they put a hit out on that man. You know, technically it's it's crazy. Um, yeah, they yeah they they put a hit out on him, bro. That's what that was. That that's what it, that's certainly what it looks like. That's certainly what it looks like, man. And so this is why it's so dangerous. And again, I have to go back to this cool ass nigga, both them's brother. This is why you can't be hugging. And coddling these people and brushing their hair like it's like you playing My Little Pony, mm-hmm. and 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 you got a black judge getting off the stand to come hug. That's why we can't do all this shit, mm-hmm. man. You docile Negroes are afraid. You're scared. You make me sick. Those are house niggas, bro. You docile. You afraid. Your tail between your legs. You think if you just stay quiet and hush and hug and kiss and primp, 
and straighten and <laughs> curl and, 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 and S curl and, and, and less jam and TCB, these motherfuckers, it's going to be all right. Let me tell you something. Y'all can't lace front y'all way through this. You can't put extensions in the hair of white supremacy, Imani. It don't work like that. These people are on your ass. Mm. And as adults, we got enemies within the ranks. We've been compromised because a lot of these Caribbean and, and, and African folks is throwing y'all niggas under the bus. Mm -hmm. Straight up and down. And I'm not afraid to call nobody out on it. That's what they do. That's what they do. You docile niggas. You know, you know, I was, bro, I was somewhere. I think I was at, like, I, I think I was on, at Urban Outfitters the other day. And you just, I don't know, bro. I, it, maybe I'm wrong for saying this shit. But there's certain jobs as, as a black person that you just shouldn't take. There's certain, like, I'm going to just tell you one, one job. I think a security job. You should not take a security. I don't think you should take a security job. Okay, now as a black as a black man, as a black man, you should not do security. Depending on where. Okay, and, and yeah, I'm what. asking. Depending I mean, on where and what. What about a club, nightclub? That's cool. Okay, that's cool. So where where but should you not do it? You think? I was uh I was I was on Ventura, and I was at Urban Outfitters, and I seen an African security guard. Okay, and he was working around a bunch of white people. Right, and what happened? Nothing. Okay. I just can look at him and tell him. <laughs> I'm like, this motherfucker he's is tied he's tied in. <laughs> he's tied in. And the, the, I mean, it's sad to say, and I hate to just, you know, paint with, you know, such a broad stroking brush on this, but these individuals, Amani, they not here for you and I. I'm telling you that. Nah. You know what I'm saying? And I've, I've seen it. It's so many different instances that I have to question it. Mm -hmm. A lot of them could be down, but I see a lot of them throwing Negroes like you or I under the bus. Mm -hmm. I think any any black person is put in a position to um, to be ordered by you know other a white person, whatever Asian, whatever. They shouldn't do that job because they're the, this the, the supervisor. Or the the manager or whatever, they're gonna tell you like, "Yo, watch these kind of people," and it typically be your own people. Of course, yeah. So you walking around this motherfucker feeling like you watching black. I remember I used to work at uh, I used to work at Hollister back in the day when okay. I was young. Yeah. When I was in high school, this one this is when Hollister was hot. Right. Did, right. did y'all wear Hollister back then? Um, I think I might have had a Hollister. You was, shirt I think you point. was young. You was older than me. Yeah, though. yeah, of course. Yeah. So this so. was around when I was in like the eleventh grade and shit like that. What year is this? This is two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Two thousand eight. Okay, I maybe got you. nine. Right, two thousand nine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Eight nine. This we was rocking Hollister and niggas was on Hollister. Hood niggas, ratchet bitches was on Hollister. Right. right. I think I was like twenty four at the time. Okay. Yeah. So Hollister was a big thing. Um, so I had a job at Hollister at the time, um, and. They would, the, 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 I worked with a bunch of white people. Yeah. Like my supervisors and all that shit, they were white. Um, and the type of stuff that they would have me do, like they would have me looking out for certain people. Who? They didn't say it for, for they didn't say it specifically, but I knew. Okay. They were like, watch out for stealing. Like, watch out for stealing. Watch out for stealing. Watch out for, for people that's coming did, here and stealing. Because this, this is what niggas was stealing. This did, is what niggas was stealing Hollister. But did, did anybody steal? No. Okay. 
Not that I remember. Right. Okay. But it's just a thing to where this that that's how they kind of get you. They they kind of make you watch your own people. Well, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they sure. make you kind of like they make you a watchdog. Yeah. They make you a watchdog. Yeah, and there's a lot of people in um in um in the political space, in the uh journalistic space, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of figureheads in the black community that are merely watchdogs and they're puppets. For mm-hmm. white folks, mm-hmm. they're not really doing nothing for us mm-hmm. beneficially. They're they're pretending mm-hmm. to do so, mm-hmm. but a lot of their talking points are throwing down black men. Mm-hmm. A lot of them, a lot, and I'm sad to say, but a lot of these black women that have a platform, their big the focal point of their platform is to is to trash black men. Yeah, that's why I, I used to. to that's why it. I used to get mad at my girl for listening to that rap that vag rap shit. Okay, got you. Because all that music is is disrespecting niggas. It's disrespecting men. Mm. Niggas in particular okay. Disrespecting black men So you You don't co-sign that I don't co-sign that shit Okay I got you But I don't even think I don't even think music I don't I don't think hip-hop As far as like uh, You know like the men The men in hip-hop I don't even think Our music towards women Is, is disrespectful anymore I mean I think it's getting less disrespectful If you really listen to the music It's getting less disrespectful bro I don't know about but that But I think money, women man. Women's music is getting more Disrespectful towards men Maybe, I think if anything is evening out to where it's just disrespectful across the board. I don't know, man. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm hearing Amani, niggas Amani. talking about. I'm hearing niggas talking about buying bitches Birkin bag. I'm 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 cashing my bitch out and I'm tricking and I got this bitch over here. I pay her rent and that's what I'm hearing in the music. Well, but the, the, the song I just heard before I got out of the car was Fat Joe. Yes, which he says ass up, face down. I don't I don't know if that's very respectful. In that sense of my, I mean, you know, <laughs> I get what you're saying, but music's not very respectful. <laughs> that's just sexual. That's just sexual. But, but that's not respectful. No, of that, that's disrespectful. Ass up. Ass that's up. how you want to get. That's how you want your bitch to fuck, right? Yeah, but Imani, that's not respectful. We talk about that on the podcast. All you know, the time. I understand that, but I'm saying that's not necessarily respectful music. I got you. <laughs> all right, you win. <laughs> <laughs> But my bigger point is that we have a lot of figureheads in the black community that yeah. are really, they're merely just puppets and pawns for white folks. Mm-hmm. And a lot of their rhetoric, I hear the white person behind them talking. Mm-hmm. I hear the white hand up their ass, mm-hmm. mouthing and doing a ventriloquist act mm-hmm. with black, black heads moving. The mm-hmm. black mouth is moving, but I hear the white man speaking mm-hmm. through them. And again, I, I like to call these people out on this because, you know, the, the problem with us, this is why we can't have Pan-Africanism, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Because we're, we're compromised. These other people, they're not down with the movement. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. we don't need to do all that, man. We could just hug them or give them a kiss or, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Take them out, get some need or something and it, it'll be all right. Right. And we talking about a revolution. Uh-huh. Um, the revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not take place because you motherfuckers don't want to come to the front lines. Mm-hmm. Because you want to stay home and watch a friend's marathon. <sighs> or maybe F- Frasier or whatever show that you like. <sighs> so it, 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 this situation was just, um, it was disheartening yeah, um, to, sucks, to, to see Amani. And, um, Let me ask you this. I wanted to ask you this earlier. Do you think that's really what happened? She killed him inside of his apartment because she thought she walked into the wrong apartment? 
I think, I think something else happened. I think uh, they was fucking with each other. I don't. I don't believe so. I think they was fucking with each other. I think she. I think he, she was probably fucking him on a low, and he. I don't know. He might have done something, or he might have threatened her to, to to expose her, and she killed him. Walked to his apartment and killed him. I think that. Um, the, the, my, my problem with that is that there was no evidence that they were fucking with each other. No phone records, nothing that they had any communication with one another. So, so what do you think? You literally think she just wanted to kill a nigga that day? Because that's that's really what it sounds like. It sounds it like, sounds like she was like, you know what? I want to kill a nigga today. It was definitely intentional, but but walking into his apartment though, yeah, I think and killing I, him, yeah, I think I think that was intentional. Something I think happened, it may bro. have been uh, an interaction, maybe prior. Prior, it might have been something that uh, interaction that happened in the parking lot. It, you know, I don't know if they have a, a, you know, like in my building, you know, we got a a, a laundry room on mm-hmm. site. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. I don't know if he he we might have witnessed something. He might have saw her doing something, and was like, oh, she's like, oh, I got to. That's what I'm saying, bro. Yeah, so That's I don't think, it, but I don't believe it was a sexual relationship. Maybe not, maybe not. Yeah, but I don't it, think it was sexual. But I think it's something else. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But it's but he, he, he must have saw or heard or had some interaction with her. Yeah. that she said, "I got to take this motherfucker out because I can't have him walking around something. with this information." That's like a motherfucker walking in here and shooting us because they think like, yeah, why, why, why? There has to have been something that happened. Why would a motherfucker come in here and kill us? Why? That's crazy. For what? I have no enemies. I have no enemies that I know of, though. Not that I know of. Not that I, I have no known enemies. So imagine that. It has to be something. Um, we, we will not know, Imani. What we do know is, is we that- We won't know. That's crazy. Um, you know, both of them is gone. God rest yeah. his soul. Um, I hope his brother was lying when he said that he felt like his brother would have wanted her to go free. Yeah. Because that means you, you've just got a family of coons. Family of fucking coons. Um, conversely, I did see uh, Eric like Garner's wife. They asked her, uh, Officer Pantaleo, he said he was sorry. And they asked her, did she forgive? She said no. The time was for, for forgiveness was when my husband said, I cannot breathe 13 times. Mm-hmm. Your forgiveness was right then. When you killed him, that, that threw everything out the window. And mm-hmm. I respect that sister very, very much. And that's what we need. In the community, that's what we need to how to be, uh, you know, uh, displaying publicly. Absolutely, we need to show utter, complete and utter disdain for these mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. when they harm us this way maliciously, when impunity and they kill us. We need to be on their motherfucking head top, a sure. foot on their goddamn sure. neck, a foot on their yeah. We need to be on that noodle, boy. That is what it is. So shout out to Eric Garner's wife, sister. I respect you. <sighs> I love you. I think you're real, and we need more like you. You know, I don't want to say more like you because I don't want no um, uh, brothers or sisters to lose their life for no particular reason. But when it does happen, we need those to speak up um, publicly and say, look, we not with the shits. You could take your, your apology and shove it up your ass. Shove it up your, your asshole. Hey, so what do you think we should do? What do you think we should do as, as uh, you know, to fight the, to fight the system, bro? What do you, what you, what you think, man? Um, you know, I just think it's important to, um, we need to get with like-minded individuals. We need to, we, we kind of need to just, um, do what I said earlier, man. We need to clean the plate Uh. of black society. 
the people that's not with the movement, the people that don't go with this mix <laughs> that we got, we need to we need to get them up out of the paint, man. And we we need to kind of mobilize with like-minded individuals and put forward a plan, man, that we can execute ourselves. And just the people that are outsiders, the people that want to coon and buck dance and bootlick, y'all go over there with them. Take y'all ass over there. Take y'all ass over there and let, let the people that really want to do something impactful, mm-hmm. let's work together and let's get it done, man. And, but, but we got, we are just, I gotta keep using the word, man. We're compromised, man. We got moles, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, in got, our infrastructure, yeah, man. You know that's how you know that's how the Black Panther got taken down. Yeah, of Cornets. course, of course, man. Had moles. It's always been a mother. It's you know you know they say they say that it's out of like ten people, there's one motherfucker. There's the statistics in like criminal organizations. They say that out of ten people, there's one informant. Always. That's how Nat, Nat Turner, when Nat Turner got ready to start his uh, the, the slave revolt, yeah, it was somebody that ran away. Yes, and said, hey, they coming to kill y'all. They ran to, kill. to the yeah. white folks and warned them. Yeah, you fucking believe this yeah. shit? These yeah. people been whipping your ass with a motherfucking whip. They got you chained up. They feeding you goddamn nothing. You know what I'm saying? They raping your wife, rape, raping your mother, raping your sister, buck breaking your daddy. And you going to run and tell them, hey, they coming for y'all. It's ridiculous. White people could do whatever they want to fucking do to y'all. They can abuse y'all any kind of way, kill you in the street for no reason. Mm-hmm. And, and y'all motherfuckers want to hug and y'all yeah. want to turn to the Bible and say, forgiveness. Yeah. You ain't living by no other part of the word, but you stuck on that forgiveness, though, yeah. because you scared, because you pussy. Yeah. Because you docile, because... They got your mind, you know, it's crazy. more so than they got your body. There's this, uh, you, you watch the Boondocks, right? I've watched maybe two or three episodes. So there's these like these two guys on the show. They some they some thugs though. They gangsters, right? They they. I think the voice, one of the voiceovers, is uh Charlie Charlie uh, Murphy, Charlie Murphy, and the other one Samuel Jackson. So they white, but they're niggas though. Gotcha. <laughs> like they're like white characters, but the voices are you know right Charlie Murphy and, and Samuel Jackson. And uh, they just be doing gangster shit all day. They be robbing and shit. But every single time they try to rob somebody, they get away with it. Okay. Every single time they try to rob somebody. It was like this episode where they really went to go rob a liquor store. And uh, they, uh, they ended up, you know, shooting. They, having, they had a shootout with the, with, the, uh, with the clerks and all the shit like that. And then... When it was all said and done, they walked out of the store and it was just a bunch of press and like police officers outside and they started clapping because they they basically said, oh, they fought terrorism. Okay, I got you. They flipped it. <laughs> yeah. Like, and every time they try to hit a lick, every time they robbing or doing yeah. something, they get away with get it. Get away with it. Yeah. Because nobody tries to stop them because they're white. Right. Yeah. But they're really niggas though. But, they're, but their, skin, their skin tone is white and they're doing shit. That's wild. And they're getting and nobody's trying to stop them. They got the complexion for the protection. That that reminds <laughs> me of something else. There's a movie called Bamboozled, a uh, Spike Lee movie from 2000. It's a really good film. If you've never seen it, I encourage everybody to check that movie out. I really love this film. But in the film, uh, what's going on is that basically they have a new television program that's on TV, mm-hmm. and basically it takes place on a slave plantation. Mm-hmm. So they're in. They have black people in blackface. Mm. 
and you know they're calling each other you know Piccaninny and mm. you know Porch Monkey and all this just completely like the worst type of entertainment we could possibly have right it becomes the most popular show on TV yeah. so there's a group of black people led by most deaf mm-hmm. in the movie who said like yo we can't have this go on man this is the worst representation of black people that we've ever seen in the modern era we gotta go get this motherfucker so the star of the, the, star of the show who's Savion Glover they go and they kidnap him mm. and basically they're gonna torture him and kill him and they're uh they're televising it. Well, the police find out where they are and they come to the warehouse where they're keeping Savion to come and arrest them. Of course, mm-hmm. they're not going to arrest them. They're going to kill them, right? Mm. Now, there's the group is all black except for one person who's actually played by MC Search from mm-hmm. Third Base. So when they all get pulled out, and the police have them all lined up, they say, put your hands up, put your hands up. Everybody has their hands up. Including MC Search, right? Mm-hmm. Who was white. The police said, oh, I see a gun. They shoot everybody. Uh-huh. They shoot and kill everybody. Uh-huh. Except for MC Search. Uh-huh. The white guy. Uh-huh. They don't kill him. They, somehow no bullets touch him. They, they don't kill him. He says, me too. Me too. Take me too. Kill me. He's begging them to kill him. And they won't do it. And I just thought that was one of the most impactful and powerful moments of the film. Even in wanting to die mm-hmm. along with some black folks, his white privilege won't allow him to die. That's crazy. They won't put the police will not pull a trigger on him. They just take him into custody. Mm. And you know what? If they went further with that, we would see that he they probably would say, uh, you know, he was influenced by these people, you know what I'm saying? They yeah. took him under, you know what I mean, yeah. against his will. They probably would let him go. Uh. That's the, that's the reality of America. That's the reality of race relations in America, man. If you, if you have the complexion for the... I saw a story today. This guy raped this girl, a white boy. He raped this girl mm. and claimed that he was sleepwalking. Do you know he had no time? Do you know he had no time in jail? Stop lying. The, the verdict came in today, Amani, not guilty. He was sleepwalking. Stop. You don't have the complexion for the protection, but if you did, you would know what it's like. That is white privilege right there. That's the greatest form of white privilege. Sleepwalking, he walked into this girl's room and raped her and left. God bless. Now, one other thing I wanted wanted to mention, Amani, I had an opportunity to watch (coughs) Dennis Rodman's 30 for 30. Yeah. And... Wow, it, 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 if y'all haven't seen that, definitely check that out. Um, it's on on demand on ESPN, so definitely check that out. But uh, it was something that stood out to me so grossly um, it, it, about that particular uh, uh, episode of Thirty for Thirty, Amani. Um, Dennis Rodman uh, was raised in a single parent home with himself and his two other sisters and his mother. When he was about twenty or so. He got put out of his house because his mother said, you're not doing nothing. You're not working. You're not nothing. You're not in school. He's 20, mind you. That's crazy. She put him out of the house. He's a grown man. Mind. He's not 15 or 12. He's 20. Mm-hmm. She put him out of the house. He was living on the streets. Dennis Rodman, at the age of like, I don't know, 24 or something, he grew eight inches or 10 inches. He went from like 5'10 or 5'9 to 6'8 or whatever he is now. What the fuck? Yeah, he had a, in his mid-20s, he grew nine or 10 inches. Some white man saw him playing ball 
and said, hey, man, why don't you come out and play for us? Um, which I believe, man, I wanted to remember this. I believe it was somewhere like uh, the middle of nowhere, man. It was like Indiana, Iowa, something like this, right? Um, so he goes out there. He, mind you, he's 23, 24 years old at this time. He befriends a 12-year-old white boy. <laughs> they, become, they become like best friends. Yeah. He goes to live with this white boy's family. Yeah. I know a few niggas. I know, I know, I know, I know, yeah. I know a few cats like that. Okay. Yeah, they went to go live with their friends. Yeah. But, you know, shout out to them, though, you know. So he's um, living, he's 24. He's living with a 12-year-old white boy and his family. But the family accepted him. They were cool with him. Yeah. They treated him like a son. Right. Dennis Robin looked at them as his real parents, so to speak, because he felt like his black mother who raised him till he was 20, but put him out when he was a grown man. He felt like he, she just abandoned him. She threw him out. He ain't fuck with her. Mm-hmm. But he liked this white family that he was with. Yeah. What happened was Dennis, you know, he's playing ball. He's starting to get attention. People noticing him. The women. Yeah. But he's in this town. You know what I mean? The town was like maybe 600 people in the town or something like that. Yeah. Two was the other thing. That's where he's from. No, no, no. He's from um, Dallas, I believe. Uh, no, this is where he, when he went to go play basketball, I he you. went to, like, he I think went, it was Iowa or Indiana town. or yeah, something yeah. like that. He's in a one horse town somewhere in the middle of America. Or it might have been, it might have been Ohio. Um, he started fucking with some of the white girls. Mm. The white woman, the mother, told him, "You shouldn't be doing that." And he's like, "What's the problem?" I, you know, I'm friends with white. You know, he he basically, in his mind, the way I interpreted, he basically was thinking he was white. Mm. Um, so the white woman came to him and she sat him and the boy down, his friend, and said. Look, you know, you know, I'm cool or whatever, whatever. You know, it's always this conversation. I'm cool with everybody, but you know, Dennis, you're black. Yeah. You, you have to date black girls, and yeah. you know, you you have to date white girls. You know, that's just the way it is. You know, and Dennis was like, I don't understand that. Just that in the third. Now, the woman had been going around. She was aware of the women that Dennis was dealing with. She was telling the parents of those girls. You know your son is, I mean, you know your daughter is fucking with a, a nigga. Mm-hmm. And so Dennis got wind of this and he was like, why are you blocking what I'm trying to do? And try-? Mm-hmm. So Dennis one day told her, you know what? You got a big mouth. And she said, nigger, you stop right there. She said, nigger. Nigger, you stop right there. You can't say shit to me in my house like that. Mm-hmm. This is supposed to be his mother, Right. Mm-hmm. He hated his black mother for putting him out at 20. But the white lady, the minute he did something that she didn't like, that word came out immediately. Nigga, you shut the fuck up. And guess what? She threw his ass out of the house. I mean, Mm. that was it. So I realized there's a mentality that a lot of us have in the black community where we just think white is right and we, 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 we think that that's better and we think that that's the right way. But you're going to get your Negro wake-up call. And Dennis, he got his Negro wake-up call right in that moment. Yeah. Did he say that? He said this? No, I'm telling you. No, I'm saying, did he, did he say like, man, after that, I just kind of... No. Oh, damn. <laughs> I'm, telling, I'm telling you what, what, what happened to him. But no, Dennis, he married white women and you know, he kept going with that. that was, that's yeah, his that's thing. You know, thing yeah, yeah, he's always been cool. But... You know, um, he and he said that uh, two things, two other things that were very interesting that he said. He said 
he, he would be called a nigger around town. And he said he didn't really identify as a black person. He didn't know why he was being called this. This is a man that's in his mid-20s. And he says that he, doesn't, he didn't understand why he was being called this word. He didn't identify as a black person. That's number, that's, 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 I thought that was odd. Then yeah. also, he said one day, he, he told this story. This wasn't even in the documentary. Um, this was on The Breakfast Club. He said that uh, one day, somebody, some guys came to the house. And they took him and the little boy. And they drove him out down in the woods somewhere. And they put a, a noose around his neck. Mm. And they were, they were beating up the boy. And they said, um, they, they said, uh, they told him to stay away from, you know, if I, you know, if I see you with a white woman, mm. I'm going to kill your ass. And they said, they told the white boy, if I see you with him, with this nigger, I'm going to kill you. Mm. This is what he was dealing with. Mm. But he still was more, to this day, he still has a problem with his birth mother, mm. a black woman, because he feels like she abandoned him and disowned him. At 20. At 20. But he was in this one horse town and he was cool with these white folks when he was going through all this shit mm. down there. So I, I just realized the mentality, man. Like these people can beat you down and abuse you. And, but it's like, it's Stockholm Syndrome, man. Like for some reason, you love your abuser. You know what I mean? And so I witnessed That's how that. It is, bro. Yeah, I really, I really like took that away it's from kinda like that when girls. Segment. It's like when girls stay in relationships, they get, they get beat. Right. Nigga beating your ass and you staying with the nigga. You love them. This nigga beat your ass and you love just stand with the nigga. So um we 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 I say all of that to say this, Amanda. We gotta get out of the mentality, man. Man, I see this uh, another episode of the Boondocks. You know what's crazy? The Boondocks actually they have a, a lot of educational episodes. Like it's a lot of episodes that's like it's a lot of messages. A lot of messages, bro. It's crazy. And I didn't really realize that until, you know, now that I'm older. Um, there was an episode where you know, you know, you you are aware of Uncle Ruckus, right? Right, right, yeah. Of course, That's yeah. one of the niggas. He, yeah, he, he's a nigga, but he thinks he's white. You know, he thinks he's white. Yeah, he's a coon. Yeah, he's a coon. Right. Um, he um, I think he called the police on some black people, and the black and the cops showed up, but pulled the guns out on him. And he was like, oh, officer, I'm so glad to see you. And he got out the car and they was like, put your hands up. Right. And he was like, no, 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 officer. I'm, you know, I called you guys because, because of these niggas over there. And uh, they was like, they was like, uh, they was like, let me, he was like, let me just show you my wallet. So he pulled the wallet out. And they was like, gone. And they started shooting at him. Mm. And then he's like, no, no. He didn't, they, they didn't kill him though, because you know, it's a, it's a cartoon. Right. And um, and then, but but then he was apologizing. For, for him, no, no. He basically told the cops he was like, he was like, "You'll get me next time. Don't worry about it." <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, it, it's 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 crazy. He was just saying it's okay. I understand. It's all right. <laughs> it's a, it, that's it's crazy. It's, just, it's wild. That's, yeah, that's that's how it be. So, you know, we we gotta um, collectively, uh, you know, try to get out of that mentality, man. Try to get out of the slave mentality because I, I just see a lot of it. Going mm -hmm. on in the game, and it's uh, it's it's, it's really sad to see, man. So, yeah, um, shit, crazy, bro. I wanted to uh, get into my film review, money, mm -hmm. um, for the number one movie in America. 
93 million dollars the biggest opening for uh, a film in october in history that's uh joker 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 um again spoiler alert spoiler alert spoiler alert if you haven't seen the movie you don't want me to spoil it for you turn it off cut me off right now because i'm about to get ready to go in um let me start by saying give joaquin phoenix the oscar right now give it to him right now today october 2019 we don't need to wait till february 2020 Mm -hmm. give him the award right now this was the best acting that i have seen this entire year Mm -hmm. this was the best film that i have seen this entire year those of you who listen to this podcast and they want to now y'all know every movie that i have watched this year because i've gave a review on it on this podcast this was by far the best movie of the year it was outstanding Mm -hmm. i'm going to say it was a masterpiece i want to give big big credit to todd phillips who for those who don't know directed the hangover series and directed due date school for scoundrels and a couple other comedies this is his first foray into a dramatic film Mm. he did an incredible job i believe he should get nominations golden globe and oscars alike for his work It, it was phenomenal but i cannot say enough about joaquin phoenix in this role this movie was it was an 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 analysis on mental health okay it was it was an exact analysis that's what i heard i heard it was really dark it is a very dark film the joker i'm convinced that the joker is one of the greatest comic book slash film characters of all time okay i want to go see this his development into who he becomes is so dynamic it's so layered it's so complex it's it's really incredible to see this guy go from man somebody that's just down on their luck Mm. somebody that's just having a bad day and that bad day just doesn't end just having a bad day have you had a bad day of money Mm-hmm. But then maybe a day or two later, did you have a good day? Mm-hmm. What if that good day never came? Mm. That's the Joker. Really? That's the Joker. So That's, he, just, he just has bad luck. That's you wake, his life. You wake up at 35 years old of money and you realize you never had a good day your whole life. Damn. That's, that's this character. And the way that- You know they, there's people like that. Well, absolutely. And there were certain elements of the film that I related to strongly Mm -hmm. and not even from a mental health perspective but he he wanted to be a stand-up comedian yeah wow where have we heard that before right and there were certain things that he did that literally i have done Mm -hmm. there's a scene where he kind of and i'm jumping ahead a little bit but there's a scene where he's getting ready to go on uh the talk show which is hosted by uh robert de niro's character and when he gets ready to go uh he's practicing to go on the show, he pretends to walk out. Mm-hmm. out to, he greets the audience. He greets Robert De Niro, and then he goes to the couch and like starts kind of interviewing himself. I have done this exact fucking thing. Hmm. I was a huge fan of Jay Leno. 
So I would always picture myself and act out going onto the Jay Leno show and saying, hey, what's up to Jay and sitting on the couch and doing that. I did this as a kid. I've always wanted to be an entertainer. I always wanted to be in, in film and, and, and make music and things of that nature. Something that will put me on the couch. Mm-hmm. So in seeing him do this, I'm like, wow, okay, this, this, I, this really resonates with me. But the whole reason that he was being brought on the show was because they wanted to make fun of him because he had someone had recorded his his comedy, his stand-up comedy that he had done. And so basically Jay, uh, not Jay, <laughs> uh, Robert De Niro's character wanted to bring him on the, on the show to kind of make fun of him. Mm-hmm. The development of the character from the fact that he didn't have a uh, he didn't have a girlfriend, he didn't have a relationship. Mm-hmm. He had a poor relationship with his mother. Um, and well, actually, he had a good relationship with his mother that turned sour because he found out that he was adopted, mm-hmm. and his mother had been lying to him for years, and his mother had allowed him to get abused as a child, and mm-hmm. his mother he felt like he she lied to him because she kept telling him, "You're a happy boy." You know, you're a good boy. You're always smiling. You're always laughing. You were put here to bring joy to the world. And he's like, I came to the conclusion that I've never had a happy day in my life. You've been lying to me. Hmm. And so, you know, when he gets what, to what it, makes him have a bad day? Um, like, give me he, an example. Okay, of like yeah, a yeah, bad yeah, day yeah. With the I Joker, mean, the type of shit that happened. I mean, basically, <laughs> he was. You know, the people that stand outside and they flip the signs. Yeah, they, you know, yeah, twirl yeah, the yeah, signs. Yeah, yeah. And he was doing that. Some kids come up and they steal the sign from him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's responsible for this sign. Like, he's yeah. not going to get a paycheck, you know what I yeah. mean, for the day if he, if don't, he yeah. don't return that sign. Right. He has to chase after these kids. He chases them down an the alley. They, they, they uh, come from behind a, a dumpster and they smash him in the face with the sign. They bust up the sign and they smash him in the face. Once he drops to the ground, it's about eight of them. They start stomping him out and beating him. Damn. He goes to work. The guy says, his boss says, hey, you know, the store owner that you were working for, he said, he, he, you took off with the sign. He's like, I got beat up with the sign. He's like, why would somebody beat you up with a sign? Like, you know, if you don't return that sign, you don't get paid. Obviously, he's not even going to get paid mm-hmm. for that. So it's just those type of things. It's just a lot of just unfortunate events. It's like Lemony Snicket. It's just a series of unfortunate events. And then so as he's going along, he's realizing my life sucks. And at every turn, he's going to see a, a social worker and he's getting medication to deal with his depression and the things that he's going through. He goes there and she tells him funds have been cut. Mm. So, we, you know, you can't come speak with me anymore. You know, I don't know how you're going to get your meds, this, that, and the third. Things are just chipping away at him. And then finally, he gets a guy at his job, hands him a gun. Mm-hmm. And says, hey, man, you might need this. Yeah. He keeps the gun on him and he takes it. He's a clown. He works as a clown. He goes to a children's hospital and as he's performing, he drops the gun. So obviously he gets fired. Now, he's riding the subway. Some guys start fucking with him. Mm-hmm. And he has a condition where he laughs uncontrollably. And I want to look at if this is a real condition. When he gets nervous, he's laughs. He laughs. That's real. He laughs. That's real. He's trying to like cover, but he, he he's laughing. Yeah, that's real. That's a real. I think I'm like that. 
in a way. Like when I get when I get real mad, I, I laugh. laugh. Yeah. Okay, but I don't know if it's like that. No, nah, but I, his I gotta is like, like ah. yeah, he's he's trying to like. So he ends up. It's these three guys on the subway. They start fucking with him. He can't take it anymore, money. He snaps. He kills all three of them, motherfucker. He pulls that gun out. He busts his fucking gun. Hmm. And he realizes that felt good. I'm not mad at myself for that. I'm mm. not scared. I'm mm. not. Mm. I have power. Okay. Y'all, tr- y'all push me to an edge. I'm there now. Mm. Let's deal with this. So we have, from there, we have a macabre series of violent acts that take place mm-hmm. that leads up. It's all this rising action, rising action, rising action of money. And then it comes to the denouement. We come to him being on the stage with Robert De Niro's character. And he's explaining himself. And he says, you're a bad person. You brought me on here to make fun of me. You wanted to treat me like this. Okay. He pulls out that gun of money. Mm-hmm. And right while he's sitting on the couch, he blows his fucking brains out. On TV. On TV. On live TV. <laughs> Damn. Can you believe this? Yeah, that's crazy. I'm on it. It, it was, I remember putting my hands on my head like, oh, I mm. felt it. It hurt. Mm. But I knew why he did it. You was almost, he's a villain, right? He's the mm. villain of Batman, right? Mm. But you're rooting for him because you've seen what he go through. It's like, fuck it. At this point, you as the, as the audience member, like, fuck it. Do it. Do it. Kill that motherfucker, man. For yeah. what they did to you, for how they treated you, for how they tried to embarrass you, for how they tried to bury you, for how they, how they lied to you. Kill them motherfuckers, man. Mm. You feel that as the audience. Yeah, man. for sure. Um, it was just, it was beautifully written as well. Because Batman is in the movie, Bruce Wayne, but he's a child at this point. So they have like this, you kind of see that he is, they did a great job of intertwining the Bruce Wayne story because Alfred is there and Bruce Wayne and everything. And so you have that story going on and it's intertwined and sort of peppered in with, you know, the Joker becoming who he's becoming. Mm-hmm. And then you have that famous scene, which I really love from the first Batman, which is actually like probably, it might be my favorite Batman outside of the Dark Knight, which is, you know, the first Batman from 1990 with uh, Michael Keaton, where... They're coming out of the movies. Bruce Wayne is coming out of the movie theater with his parents. Mm-hmm. And the guy comes up to, you know, snatch his mother's pearls. And then he shoots them both dead mm. and leaves Bruce, you know, alone as a kid. I want to see this shit. Yeah, man. man. So that scene is there. And it's like, wow. The, the way that they, they were able to kind of work that in and make it make sense. Mm-hmm. It was just beautiful. Yeah. Um. This is again by far the best film of the year. I thus far, I know that there's other films to come. I I, I know um, I, I already have my ticket for the Lighthouse mm-hmm. October 18th. I already know that um, the Irishman is coming November 1st. I know Star Wars is coming December 20th. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's films that are coming, but as of right now today, this is the best movie of the year if you have not seen it i encourage everybody to go and see the fucking yeah, movie that's why i really don't want to talk about it that much okay. more because i do want to see this shit and it's sounding really good you're gonna love this movie yeah you're gonna love it um yeah 
that that that's that that's my review. I, I can't say nothing else. Joaquin Phoenix. Last thing I'll say is the the way Amani and you'll see this when you see the movie. The way he's able to do the uncontrollable laughing. Mm. He's so thin in the movie. I think he lost about fifty pounds mm. for the movie. He's bone thin. Um, just everything that he was. He's able to. He's crying. Mm. He's violent. He's fearful. He. He went through very basically every range of emotion that you can have as a human being. Mm. It's on the screen. Mm-hmm. And what what uh, is this the first Joker movie that was actually about Joker? This is the first solo Joker film. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And, so, and how did he how did he get all this shit right here? Um, in this film, well, I'll let you watch it. I'm not even gonna say that. Okay. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a big. It's question. different. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. Um, Cause I don't, I don't, I don't know how he even got the slashes on his lips. Yeah, yeah, because it, it's it's with all the lipstick and shit. It's a different story than what you might be familiar with from the past, because, um, you know, there's been different variations of his origin story, mm-hmm. you know, over the years, because they've had different writers tackle his storyline, um, you know, in the in the comics. So, but this particular story is. Um, it's kind of a blend of, of two or three stories uh, that, that were written previously, like the dark comics. But um, th- this, is, this is unique. And, and oh, I, let me address this because I know a lot of people are asking the question, was it better than, um, you know, the Dark Knight, right? As far as what Heath Ledger did. No comparison. Uh. The answer is no comparison. Two different Two different stories, two different character developments. The best way I could say it is Chief Ledger's Joker was more diabolical. Mm-hmm. This Joker is more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. This, this Joker was more somebody that was just pushed to the edge almost inadvertently it's not two different jokers right well what i'm saying is that well i'm just saying like as far as like the whole series the whole joker thing it's it's not two it was there weren't two different no jokers. no no no. but there's inter- there's different. different interpretations depending on what what comic you're reading or whatever the case may right. be right so but what i'm saying is that the way that it was portrayed in The Dark Knight and the way that Joker was portrayed in, in this one, you know, you have somebody very diabolical versus somebody that's, you know, it's it, it, it's, it, it's just more of a, uh, I think it's more a, a emotion mm-hmm. than anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Ledger's Joker wanted to prove a point. He wanted to prove the point that, they're both kind of proved the same point that any sane person can be pushed to the edge if if they just have a bad day, if they have a bad enough day. And one quote that 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 they kept focusing on in the movie that was written down, he he, he kept a journal in the movie and he wrote this down and I, I thought it was a really great uh, point that he was kind of bringing up. He said, the worst part of having a mental illness is people expect you to behave as if you don't. Mm. And uh, I thought that was very telling and very poignant. 
and kind of just described his character. He was a broken man and everybody's telling him like, get it together, get it together, get it together. And he's like, I'm fucking broken. And the system is broken too. And I think, I think they did a good job of pointing that out. Hmm. So that is my very in-depth and spoiler-ridden uh, review of The Joker. But um, I hope y'all have already seen it. But if you haven't seen it, go watch that shit. Cool. Now- I'm gonna go watch that. Musically, Imani, what do we have going on? Uh man, let's check it out. Shit. Ugh. So the Pee Wee Longway and uh, Money Man. Did you listen to that? I did not listen to it. Okay. Uh, did you listen? to Well, give it? us a review on it. I didn't hear it. But oh, it's cool. It's, it's cool. It's cool. Okay. That shit slap. Um, it's cool. I give it like a seven. Okay. Could have been better. Um, my nigga, my nigga, Guap Dad. Uh, for a thousand released uh, the the single um, Gucci pajamas. You heard okay, that? I have not heard it. No, it's cool little vibe. You know? Okay. Um. Uh, I damn near could play it a uh, snippet of it, but we're just gonna keep on with the review. Um, the baby. Okay. What do you think? Uh, it was. I gave it like a seven. Okay. It was whatever. It was whatever. I like I like the song Bop. The song Bop was hard. Uh, that's about it. That's that's like really all I can really think of right now. Um, that's it. What um, else? Eric Bellinger came out with some shit. It was whatever. Um, sir, he came out with a uh, with a uh, with an album. He's an R and B singer from Inglewood. He's his shit pretty dope. Uh, that's that's all I got. That's all you got. Yeah, what okay. you got? Nothing. You ain't got nothing? <laughs> no. No. It, you know there's a lot of shit that's out, though, bro. That's the thing that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, for me, like I, like I said before the previous podcast- I'm surprised you ain't got nothing. Nah, I mean, if it's if it, if it, if it don't come across my desk as something that I, I'm, I'm interested in, then, you know, I got to let it be. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, I will say this. Uh, there is only one R&B artist that I follow that has come out in the last two or three years. Uh -huh. um, that I'm e even remotely interested in. His name is YK Osiris. He is okay. YK Osiris album is going to be dropping this week, uh -huh. so I will have a review of that next week. Also, my man, like my homie, show? Wale, will be dropping his album. I think it's his sixth album uh -huh. uh, this week. So uh -huh. there will be a review of that okay. on next week, um, music-wise. Uh, Film-wise, uh, Gemini Man, Will Smith. Yeah. And I got to speak on this right quick, Amani. Yeah. Um, you know, full review coming next week, but I just want to say right now, the movie right now is uh, Gemini Man is at 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's at 2.5 on Metacritic. I believe it's at 5.2 on IMDb. Mm. Will Smith has not put out a critically acclaimed film in a long time. Really? And I'm realizing that with this film, because I, I bought my ticket, I'm going to watch it Saturday morning. Uh, and part, part of the reason I'm watching it Saturday morning as opposed to Friday afternoon, which is when I normally watch films, is because the th most of the theaters are showing it in limited screens. Mm -hmm. They're probably showing it eight to 10 times a day. And of those, let's say 10 times, seven of those screenings are going to be in 3D. Mm -hmm. are, you, are you a fan of 3D films? 
Uh, they all right. I don't like 3D films. I don't watch anything in 3D. Um, it's, it's, it doesn't really serve a purpose to me. It, it's it's pointless. Yeah, it's kind of pointless. And I realized why this was the case, money. The studio realizes that the, the, the film was not getting any traction. Mm. They realize that the critics have already basically panned the film. Mm. So to try to offset the revenue... They're basically forcing the audience who wants to buy a ticket to go, you know, at a peak time because the times for the regular screen is like in the morning, late afternoon, and then late at night. Mm. So basically, if you want to go in that sweet sweet spot of six, seven, eight, nine, where most people go to the movies, you got to get a 3D ticket, mm. which of course we know is eight to ten dollars higher mm. per person than the regular ticket. So I'm like, wow, y'all trying to pad the pockets a little bit because. You're like, if they're going to see the movie, we're we going to have to charge them more. Mm-hmm. And it just got me thinking. I'm like, when is the last time Will Smith put out like a commercially viable and critically acclaimed film? Mm-hmm. So I looked at Will's filmography. And... I, I just I just want to just kind of analyze it because I think at this point we got to really analyze what has Will done over the last 15 years, 20 years. So I'm looking at Gemini Man, which I just said is at 40%. His previous film before that was Aladdin, which I thought was pretty good and it did well in the box office. Right. So, okay, I, I'll give you that. He didn't necessarily carry that film, but he was in it. Before that, he did Bright. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was pretty subpar. I Bef- liked Bright. Before Bright that, for a Netflix film, for a Netflix, a Netflix film, it was it was cool. Uh, it was okay. Nothing to write home about. Nothing I would ever watch again. Collateral Beauty. I, and by the way, all of his films, I would just like this one with Gemini Man. Even at forty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, I have bought a ticket. I will support every film this motherfucker does. And I'm asking myself why at this point. Mm-hmm. Collateral Beauty. That movie, did you see that movie? No. See what I'm saying? Um, nothing to write home about. Suicide Squad was whack. We're at 2015 now. Concussion was pretty good. Not great. Nothing I would watch again. Focus was pretty good, but it, it wasn't really a successful film. Nobody really fucked with it. Mm-hmm. Let's go back. After Earth, this is 2013 now. That was a whack movie. That was really bad. Men in Black 3, 2012 was whack. Now we go back to Seven Pounds in 2008. Hancock. Both of these movies were just, eh, okay. I liked Hancock, bro. You liked Hancock? I did. I did not like Hancock. Uh-huh. You liked Hancock. Some of these movies are hit or miss, Amani. I might like it. You might yeah. not like it. Vice versa. I liked, I, am, I liked Hitch, too. I Am Legend, 2007. Let's get there. 2007, I Am Legend. Loved which it. a lot of people like. Pursuit of Happiness, 2006. Love Amani, it. I'm going to stop the train right here. He really ain't made a great film. A great film since 2006. That is 13 years between great films. Or since the last time he made a great film, 2006. Where do we look at Will Smith as an actor? Where do we look at his filmography? How do we really rate this? I mean, he hasn't made some heat. In years, it's been over a decade. Hmm. Prior to that, Hitch in 2005, which is a movie I like. I agree with you on that. Shark Tale, okay, that's yeah, whatever. iRobot was mm, very... I liked iRobot. That was... Bad Boys 2, 
it was commercially successful. It wasn't a great movie, but it was commercially successful. So that's fine. Men in Black 2 was really good. Now we're in 2002 and then Ali in 2001. I'll stop there. Amani, over the last 20 years, mm -hmm. how many great films has this man made in 20 years? Mm. We can look at we can look at Ali. We could look at, let's say, Men in Black 2. Mm -hmm. We could look at Pursuit of Happiness. And I'll give you one other. Maybe I Am Legend. Maybe I don't know what other movie you might have liked in there. That's four. That's three to four films in 20 years. He got some heat, though. You didn't like Independence Day? No, no, but you're going back to 1994. I'm too far, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about 20 years. And we're I just named three to four movies. In 20 years, okay. Amani, um. yeah, uh, uh, that's not a very good average, bro. Will got it. We have to kind of admit right now that Will Smith got a weak filmography. Hmm. He got a weak filmography. Okay, what about if we go to some? What, what, what if we talk about somebody like Denzel? Denzel's filmography, you can't say his shit gonna be that great either. It's just the films, the, the films that he's minute. done. Wait, no, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Because we can do the same 20 years with Denzel. And I guarantee you it's going to be... First of all, his last film, Equalizer 2, was great. Oh, shit. I forgot. Oh, shit. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Roman J. Israel was pretty good. <laughs> Fences was great. Equalizer was great. Amani, he's got four good films in the last yeah, four no, years. Right. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, yeah. Let's I'll stop take right that there. back. I'll take Let's that back. Let's stop right The fact there. that you even said, goddamn, Equalizer. Equalizer. I'm an Equalizer guy. I love Equalizer. So we can <laughs> stop right there with Denzel. He's made four good movies in the last four years or five years. Okay. Um. Yeah, but um. Yeah, so I, I just had to, you know, in 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 realizing what was going on with Gemini Man, it forced me to kind of analyze Will's filmography, and I'm like, this guy, he's been pretty miss. I say hit or miss. He's been pretty miss. I think it's for just the been the part. films that he's been getting, bro. I think it's uh, just Amani, the, the he's choosing he's the he's choosing the roles. He's choosing the wrong role. Okay. Oh, I think I think I get what you're saying. You're saying he's not a bad actor. He's not, he no. hasn't been in great films. No, he just hasn't been in great films. This, when, it has nothing to do with him as an actor. That's his fault, though. That's his fault. Right. He's choosing the wrong roles. And I you know, they, they hate, say, I hate the pan will. You know, I they, love the guy, but he just hasn't make a lot of great movies. They say that they say that you, you know, as an actor, they they say take every role, bro. They say take every every opportunity you can get. But I mean, you Will Smith, though. I mean, I, I would think you would, you know. My God. But um, I, I think what it is, mostly he's just choosing the wrong roles, bro. That's really what it is. I think he's uh, choosing the wrong roles. I, I realize it was very smart for him and necessary for him to do Bad Boys 3 because he clearly doesn't have a vehicle that can garner, you know, that box office success that he's been trying to get since mm -hmm. Independence Day and some of these other films, you know, Men in Black and, and those types of movies. So him and Martin, Martin, you know, if we go on Martin's filmography, I don't even want to do that. But Martin ain't really made a good movie since life. If we want to be honest about that. And yeah. that, that came out of like 98, 99. Yeah. So these guys have been, you know, it's been a it's been rough. Yeah. Um, and so they they needed uh, you know, that 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 bad boys three. I don't think it's gonna be a great film, but I think it'll make money at the box office. So, but anyway, I will come, to, you know, I say all that to say, Will, I'm supporting you yet again, brother. I've bought another ticket. I'm gonna go see, I'm mm -hmm. gonna support your new movie, Gemini Man, even though it's at 40% of Rotten Tomatoes, and I'll be back next week with a review. Amani, do we have anything else we need to cover? Catching today. Nah, um, I think we're done, bro. I, I mean, I ain't got nothing else. Okay, all right. So, um, thank everybody, man. For tuning in, we love y'all. We appreciate it. It was we dropped a lot of knowledge and a lot of science and a lot of real shit uh, on today's podcast. I hope y'all enjoyed this motherfucker. We are back 
in the building. We back home, mm. man. I like being home base. You know. You dig? You know. You know how this shit go. You know, I'm gonna close this shit off with some player shit, man. You know how I do. Hey, what y'all? Y'all remember this shit? Hey. Catch the plays podcast, man. Hey, you know, you know what podcast you listen to, and you know what podcast you tell your friends about too. Yeah. Nigga Murphy Lee, did you ever listen to Murphy Lee? I did, yeah. I, I love Dirty ENT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I was a big Kiwan guy. Shout out to okay. Kiwi. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Lime Green Shorty. Man, bro, you know, yeah, man. Look, man. If y'all, if I, if y'all really want to listen to some real, some real player shit, man, you know what the fuck to listen to, man. You know who to tell. If you got a friend in life that's struggling with whatever, tell them to listen to our shit. You know, because it may be something they may hear on here that we go through as well. You know, some shit we could talk about that may, you know, put certain things in perspective, man. Yeah, man. Catch us live podcast. So when you do love somebody, you know what to do. Come on, you love me, baby. I'm gonna make you love me, baby. Hug me, baby. Place no one above me, baby. Hey, I guess this is like a Jazzy Faye day or something because I've been playing hella Jazzy Faye. Yeah, Faye's you must have been on you. Yeah. Give me a chance, I'm the cat that you love